The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been in the front they have faith in you. You are now locked into the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Rotofanatic now has projections. That's right. Crosby Spencer has worked tirelessly for many months to bring you elite aggressive projections go check them out on rotofanatic.com today do not miss out on these they're live and they're ready for you it's episode 75 the barry zito edition rarely are we graced with the presence of such a unique individual but on today's palazzo podcast we certainly have one of those what can you say about the man who has everything he lives in one of the finest states in the Union, Florida. Give it up for Yancey Eaton, the mayor of fantasy baseball. Join your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier as they have a grand old time with Yancey. This episode is all over the place, so don't even bother to try to limit us with your constraints. Just sit back, crank up the volume, and have a good time. Take it away, boys! Welcome to the Hands of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You are locked into the most intense, most over-the-top, ridiculous podcast in the history of podcasting and live streaming. It is myself, Christopher Deary, and a special guest today. We're going to go big or we're going to go home, but we hope to stay big because we don't want to go home because that would mean the show would be over. I am Michael Govier. You can catch me at MJ Govier on Twitter. MJ G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R. And of course, he's Christopher Deary. You can catch him at C Deary1999. Deary, how are you? I am well. That was quite the enthusiastic introduction. You must be uh, pretty excited tonight, Michael, on a, what are we, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I'm always excited. This is what we do. We got to bring the energy, the passion, the excitement, and the pleasure because I'm this in. is the Plazo Podcast. That's right. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. 
Give me two. Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Today's guest is another long, 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 long line of legendary guests that we've had on this show. But he's also, he might be the most special. And I, I'll say that on the record. I'll go live with that because he's supportive and he's caring. He's funny and he knows baseball. There's really not a lot of negatives here. He's got a great wife. Uh, he lives in one of the most ridiculous states in the union. <laughs> it's a place where, you know, Yancey can be himself. Yes, it is the man that most people know on Twitter as Yancey Eaton. Some people call him the mayor. I just call him Yancey. Hello, Yancey. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I already have so much to unpack. First off, hell is sitting here quietly while somebody like speaks your praises. I want to die. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> not that you didn't do a great job. It's not that you didn't do a great job. It's that like, what do you do? Like, what do I do with my hands? What do I look at? Where, what, you know, it's just, it's very you uncomfortable. I, I normally like to, to do like the self, you know, defecating kind of things and, and make my defecating. Listen to me. <laughs> We're doing Take really good on this yourself. show. Get that diaper out. Fantastic start. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I I do live in Florida. Um, If you guys see me get progressively shinier, I say this every podcast that I have a video component to. Um, I am in my garage. We do not have AC set up. We live in South Florida. It is very hot. So be patient with me. If you guys hear me like slurping down water and stuff, that's why. Also, I have a bone to pick with you, Govier. I have a oh. I have a bone to pick with you. Okay, pick it. I pick used it. to be I used to be known as like that high energy guy that like would come on podcasts and live streams. That used to be like my gig. Okay, and now I said this on 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 Potapalooza or was it was it PitchCon? I can't remember one of the two. They all it was Potapalooza my, my was all, last weekend. Yeah, they all bleed together, but I did both of them. But like I said, it used to be my thing. And I literally said on the stream, I don't know if you caught my panel, but I said, I refuse to be outworked and out-energized by Michael Govier. It's not happening anymore. It's not. So I'm here. I'm freaking ready. Deary Beloved is here. Deary, how are you? I'm fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring the energy that you guys. I'll play the, <laughs> the quiet straight man today. Wow. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Govier, we've become quite good friends the last couple of months. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are just just kicking butt. You're your own thing. You're totally original. The songs, the candor, everything. It's here. This is the clunkiest oh. introduction ever, by the way. But I'm happy no. to be here. This is this is truly a dream come true. Two L's, two Z's. Hey, you. Wow, thank you. That's so kind of you. We got to give you uh, your own Busey drop for that one. I'm impressed. I I didn't think that you would be so kind. You I mean, talk. You're a real asshole give me most too. of the time. So. Wow! Yikes. Thank you, thank you so much. That's really also, nice. Also, I've been good. I've been saving I've been saving the dearly beloved for like three months. <laughs> Just waiting beloved. to drop it. I thought, thought no one's so ever clever. said that. No, it's fresh. That is fresh. You oh, get once, total copyright on that. Once my wife gets a grasp of that, she's going to be saying that constantly. Dearly beloved. Really, oh, Chris? Great. You hear that? Good job, Yance. Dearly beloved. <laughs> my wife's name is Chris as well. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being facetious. Is this actually original, or does he get it like all the time? I've never said it ever. I'm serious. I'm quite serious okay. with you right now. I get that a lot too. People who don't know me as well, they don't know if I'm being serious. But I want to tell you, I am being it's serious. It's real. It's definitely it's real. real. You're copyright. <laughs> you have the trademark. Congratulations. You did it, man. Amazing. Okay. Cool. Woohoo! That's great. That's exciting. What a way to start the show with Yancey Eaton here. Yancey's on Twitter, and you can follow him on Twitter if you like because, you know, he's a good follow regardless of any desire or lack thereof for baseball. He's still is a funny dude and you know I he really did help me out you know I, he thought I was fucking with him I feel like you thought I was joking around <laughs> with you but 
you really did like reignite my passion for music. And that's what led to where we are with this show right now. And I don't think that's hyperbole to say that. Like I, I realized in November that I wasn't listening to a lot of music anymore. And I was like really dragging mm -hmm. ass and I never, I wasn't engaging with my Spotify and playlists and connecting in any way. It was all like podcast, 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 two podcast heavy. And, and then we started like exchanging songs. You, you got me motivated in a way that like made me excited. And so I started digging into it and I had like a reclamation in November and through December. And now here we are. And that's all because of you. So thank you. And now you're just writing podcast theme intros for everybody. Yes. I feel like I'm, you're, you're living in my mind rent free all the time. Like I, I hear everything. I've been listening to the podcast you do with Leanne. I've been listening to, I mean, I listened to you talk to John L for five hours the other day. That was half wow. my day. Like, <laughs> Dude, that is impressive. That's impressive. Oh, we got a question from Brock. Uh, he wants to know how the fuck does this app work? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which app are you on Brockness? I don't know. I can't help you there. So, but anyways, yeah, it's great to be here with Yancey. Me and Deer are excited. We got a big show today. As always, we're going to talk about fantasy baseball. We'll break down some stuff, take a look at some spring training notes, probably. Uh, we'll give you some insane fantasy takes because we have to. Yancey's on the show, and he loves insane fantasy takes. So it wouldn't be a show if we didn't do some insane fantasy takes. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Two L's, two Z's, man. <laughs> Utah, give me two. Hey, oh, and he says typing like, oh, here's Mendy's in the house. Dave Mendy. Of course he is. Mendy's like every episode now. We love you, Dave. What up, Mendo's Mendy? the fresh maker. My boy. Mendo's the fresh maker. I like, man, you're on a we're, roll with these. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be with those guys tomorrow. That is correct, dearie. We will be, that's part of the housekeeping. Uh, I guess we might as well just get into the housekeeping. Fire up the old Belvedere music here. The piano. There it is. Oh, yeah. We will be on the Triple Play podcast Thursday night. I, I assume it'll be a live show. Too. Maybe it won't be. I don't know, but we'll Never be on that show. Before. Me and Deer. So we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be a great time. I will also be on the Roto Brits podcast with Peter and Ryan, which is gonna be really cool. That's tomorrow afternoon. So I'm very excited for that. I've always wanted to go to England and see what it's like there. And I even posted on Twitter earlier today. I was like. Oh, fantasy about like dating an english girl and have her say my name and like it just sounds it'd be so cool i just love english women and their voices but i have a girlfriend who i love very much so maybe we can teach leanne to get the accent down well she's canadian it's somewhat so she got that going yeah yeah but i'm excited to be on the roller bridge show uh peter and ryan are good shits they're good people and i'm very very much looking forward to talking about outfielders with them have you ever listened to the roller brits Nancy? i have um Accents are difficult for me because I listen to podcasts at like 2x speed. Uh, so Dude. it's kind of distracting. Yeah. How do I jam them all in? Yeah. I listen to oh, a lot of podcasts. A it's 2x. I never thought of it. Yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Do you know what some of your theme songs sound like at 2x speed, by the way? Like Insane in the Membrane? <laughs> Sped up. It's like. Yeah. A little faster. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm seeing how the sausage is made a little bit. I think I kind of knew this listening, but your drops and the music is playing in my headphones right now. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yep. Yeah, was not expecting that. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay, like, yeah. I need to turn it's my Spotify off. I have, like, Frank Sinatra playing or something. He plays <laughs> he plays host, producer, the wall, the sound of wall guy, everything. He does it all. Did you think we put it in, like, post effects? Is that what you thought? 
I, I guess I just assumed, yeah. yeah I've been on podcasts where there's no drops whatsoever, and then you go back and listen to it, you know? Well, the board yeah. changed our lives. When I got the board back in December, it changed everything. Listen, Govier, this is this is your job to keep me reined in, because I have bad habits when it comes to podcasting. They run long, people get upset, people get bored, and they take out. Hot soldier, we have get to keep yourself the train line, boy! <laughs> I said throw down, boy. Come on. Let's throw down. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Four hours. Right now, Yancey. Yeah. We're going to do four hours tonight. Just for no, you No, we're not. No. No, we're not. I want to, I didn't even get to the damn housekeeping. All right. Let me right, housekeep. Go. So let's get the broom out and do housekeeping. You you do the counters, vacuuming, and I'll do uh, the bathroom. Everyone hates doing the bathroom. That's always the... Isn't that the worst part of the thing in the whole house? The bathroom, probably? I don't like the kitchen. Not, not I'm not a fan of the kitchen. Yeah, kitchen's not great either. I, I, just food, just food sitting around, old food, discussing food. You know what I mean? Oh, no. well, if it's like a not for shithole, yeah. Like a, no, the bathroom's, remember, the, the bathroom's the worst, man. You, yeah, you get that's that, where the like, poop is. You, well, no, you get that spray that has, like, bleach in it, and you, like, you shut the door because you're listening to music too loud so your wife can't hear, and then, like, you come out and you're, like, all dizzy and, like, all <laughs> fucked up on bleach, and you, like, fall over. So, yeah, the bathroom's the worst. This yeah, is the weirdest a, podcast experience I've had in a long time. That's I mean, the point, in the best man. possible way. <laughs> Are you here? I'm here. Well, anyways, I actually had a, quite a cleaning story. When I first... <laughs> I was desperate for a job, and I was, like, cleaning people's uh, houses. Do you remember when I did this for a minute? Back in, like, 2016, the beginning of 2016, Deary? Did you put a tie and a vest on? I don't remember. You've had 100 jobs in your life, so I have That's no true. I have which, had. He's not kidding. Was. He's not kidding either. I've had close to 100 jobs in my life. That's not a joke. But I had this job where I was, I was cleaning houses, so I worked for, like, a cleaning service. For you were you were fucking Belvedere, man. No, 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 no. It was, like, you were, like, living one. with them. Right? Yeah, it was, like, the people you call in to, like, clean your house when you're not there. Like, Molly made or something like that. So I... <laughs> I lived in Ann Arbor, where Deary lives now, Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of the University of Michigan. And I've heard of it. To, yes, yeah. Wolverines, hail to the victors, blah, blah, blah. They got smoked last night by Illinois. That was awful. Um, but I needed work, so I would work for this cleaning company. And they sent us to a fucking frat house. We had to clean frat houses of all places. Oh, wait a minute. I do remember this now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember like, this. This was nasty. I mean, this was like a real big-ass frat house, like... Just imagine people living in total excess with a lot of money and they have everything at their fingertips and they have no regard for cleaning anything. I mean, there was like, there's just carry out shit everywhere and bong, you know, all the stuff, bong water and all the nasty trash. And so I'm cleaning this place up and I look on the wall like the people, you know, they got the, hey, here's this year's class and here's who's the president of the frat that year or some douchebag. Usually, I'm not a big fan of frat. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> And I'm looking like on there. Or Ryan or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Thaddeus. And I found two of my two of my former students because I used to be a high school teacher. They were on the wall. I was cleaning their fucking place. They, they were there at that time. One of them was, and I was like, it just blew my mind because I had been this high school social studies teacher. I was a baseball coach. You know, I was living the good life. Then I got hooked on opioids and my life fell apart. And that's how I ended up working that shitty ass job. And that was like the lowest of the low. I'm like cleaning my fucking former students frat house. I was like, this is, this is low as it gets right here. Life experiences though, to piggyback off your story, 
uh, when I was in high school, between like my freshman and junior year for about two years, I skipped school every Friday to help my mom clean houses. That's that's what I did every Friday. Teachers never called me out for it. It was never an issue. Graduated, the whole thing. But every Friday, I would go clean houses with my mom. Nobody cared. Yep. You do learn a lot, though, like how disgusting people can be and how like a, a lacking of, of basic decency and I'm the type of person where, like if I were to have like somebody come over to clean my house I would preemptively clean it before things I do not want you to see and like they didn't care at all I mean, you can leave it to your imagination what types of things I had seen you know but yeah wow man that's, wow I'm gonna leave it to my imagination you're right but I <laughs> I was just I I didn't just like know those kids. I taught them and I coached them in baseball and shit too. Like he was the catcher. I mean, he was like our captain of the set. last year. I was a teacher there. It was so crazy. They looked up to you. You were a role model for them. I was. Yeah. They well, probably were telling stories at the University of Michigan about their great high school history teacher Michael Govier. <laughs> Dude, he was the best man. It's long. Like. <laughs> oh, Ooh, man, you know it, dude. This one time, remember that Govier, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes, they probably did that, but actually, the baseball players didn't like me much. They thought I was too stern. They thought I was like really cold and like too hardcore. I, I guess uh, I didn't really realize at the time I was being too tough on them, but that's what they said. They said you were such a dick when you were a coach. You were so nice as a teacher. Like, oh, I guess I didn't find that balance. You know? You're the original Norman Dale, Mike. Oh, hey Well, anyways, let's give a shout-out and thanks to Mason Dodd, because we haven't done any housekeeping. We just talked about cleaning houses. Thank you, Mason Dodd, for having me on the Fantasy Baseball Flock Network. It's on YouTube. Go to the Fantasy Baseball Flock and follow him. Put a subscribe to it. I got about six videos on his channel where I talk about various things. Uh, strategy, pitcher conundrums, you know, Darvish or Nola, things like that. So go check him out. It was very cool to have me on his network to talk about fantasy baseball. So I would love if you guys go check that out. The Fantasy Flock, Fantasy Baseball channel on YouTube. And then thanks again to uh, the Salinger slash Nation crew for doing Potapalooza. That was awesome. They raised about $8,000. That's a plus. That's a bonus for life and society. And I want to thank them for putting that on because I know it's a lot of work, even even though Justin won't take credit and he, he's always, you know, making fun of himself. So thank you for that. And a shout out to Joe Gentile. Thank you, Joe, for uh, connecting with the show and saying positive things about us and sharing your story with me. He shared a story of uh, some personal stuff in his life that he's been pretty open about on Twitter now. And you can check him out. I, I would strongly go recommend follow Joe. He's a really nice guy and he's authentic. And I got to meet him on the feed Monday night for the TGFBI streaming thing. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then lastly, Joe... I've never said his name out loud. Joe Pisapia? You're right. Pisapia. Oh, is it Pisapia? Is it Pisapia? Yeah, we used to podcast together. You used to podcast together? Really? Yeah, we did Dear Mr. Fantasy together. Yeah, for a while. Joe's a friend. Years ago. Like... Many, I'm, many, the, many? I'm the spring chicken. I've I've been around. Yeah, Joe's a really good friend of mine. Oh, okay. I had no idea. See, this no, is the kind of stuff. Pisapia? Is that what you said, Yance? It's Pisapia. Yep. <laughs> but if you want to call him Pisapia or 
Yeah. Whatever you said, you could do that too. I thought, yeah, I thought it was Pasabia. We faced Pisabia. off against him last year in the uh, Battle of the Pods. That's right, we did. Yeah, that was the first time I encountered his name. But anyways, him and Dan Harris had me on the Fantasy Pros podcast. We did a mock draft, so if you want to check that out, please go to the Fantasy Pro Fantasy Baseball podcast channel and scope it. It was a lot of fun hanging out with those guys, and I'm really glad they invited me on, and I hope to do it again sometime. Uh, they're fun, they're quick, they're fast-paced, they love Seinfeld. It's great. All good times. All right, there we go. I think that's enough housekeeping. We can close the book on that. Uh, Yancey, how's your uh, TGFBI team doing? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Ryan Hallam at, I think it's Fighting Chance Fantasy. Um, it's his handle. Uh, he sniped me so hard. Like, I feel like I was banished to the Shadow Realm. I wanted Tyler <laughs> Glassnow so freaking bad as my SP2, and he made it all the way back to me. And, of course, freaking Ryan, right before me, took him. And... Like, you know, I have some friends that I was texting about TGFBI and stuff. Yeah, it was dirty. It was cold. <laughs> and he sniped me and I was, everybody's like, well, you know, who are you going to, who are you going to take next? You know, my little chat group, or whatever. And I'm like, who cares? Like at this point, like <laughs> so I sick. was so deflated. I cared so much. Like the proverbial don't cat, you know, don't count any of your chickens. Don't whatever. Don't plow the field. Don't eat the beans before they sprouted. I don't know. I was so upset and I'm still upset because now like, my, my rotation is sketch. Like I didn't want to have to reach for, you know, some of these scrubs that are going like the top 100. So yeah, it's kind of upsetting, but I will say this as a whole, my team's coming together. I drew 14th, which was kind of the plan. And I got Giolito as my ace. I felt great about, yeah, I went for the, I went for the gusto. I went for all the marbles. I took Mondesi second and I have Giolito as well. So yeah, well, you're a smart man. Obviously you have your own podcast. Who else? disease. Um, so I didn't, I didn't feel super great about posting a screenshot of just Giolito and Mondesi because Mondesi is that one player where unless you show the four or five picks afterwards and show what you're building around it, it's always going to look bad by itself. And everybody always says, well, you know, good luck on the batting average. You're like, okay, he's actually been like a, you know, league average and batting average. Like he's projected to bat like 250 with 55 home runs in, in, in 20 or with 55 stolen bases and 20 home runs. So, you know, maybe like, I don't know, like, you know, do your homework, I guess you could say. But, <laughs> everybody yeah, gets everybody bus, gets shit on for taking Mondesi. Yeah, but th- but it's a plan. You build around it. You build around it. I have Eloy with him. I have Eugenio Suarez. Suarez. It's weird saying him out loud, and you realize that you don't know how to actually say a person's name. Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, it's former Tiger. Yeah. We uh, really blew that one. So. Yeah, but um, my pitching's coming around. I had to reach for Karinchak a little bit because I felt like I was going to be falling behind in K's just because I waited on pitching so long. Yes, he is the most polarizing player. Brock, you're absolutely right. But this year, I'm telling you, 55 stolen bases and 20 home runs. That is what he's projected for. Everybody's like, yeah, well, good luck catching up in power. He has power. He yes. has power. Like, what are you talking about? People people only look at the downside, and they don't see what the potential upside is. It's like, TGFBI is a free league, you know, barring if we do some side pot challenge or whatever like we did last year. But I want to freaking win. I want to win. I want to be different. I want to take s- shots. And, like, I know how to build a team around one player that's going to bat 250 yeah. guys i can handle it it's okay you know <laughs> sorry how was you guys as tgfbi team i'm so selfish uh, i'll tell you i drafted giolito and i'm very excited about that freeman and giolito were my first two picks uh jerry you're in what round eight you said right now we are yeah we're just closing out round eight we're in the 11th pick of round eight so 116th overall i had the 10th pick overall oh kind of a slow league Oh yeah, we uh, on Monday it took us all day to go through two rounds. 
Yes, it did. <laughs> but it's it's um, picked up a little bit. There's a lot of guys like within you know the little DM group that we got going that are basically saying, "Okay, hey, you're on the clock, Cross. You're on the on the clock, Frank. You're on the clock, <laughs> Deary. You're on the clock." So uh, yeah, I think oh, the geez. longest I took was I took about 45 minutes today to make a pick. I I was really going back and forth on a lot of different players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that, man. I, oh, I forgot to I'm say. Not gonna... uh... Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. No, you oh. go ahead. You're cute. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Gabe Hinkleman. Gabe Hinkleman followed the show, and uh, I talked to him the other night. I'd never met him before, so I want to say, hey, Gabe, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. We love having you aboard. Good times. Speak. Is that my cue? That yeah, is yeah, your cue. <laughs> Take it away, Please <laughs> Um, yeah, that's basically it. TGFBI, it's lit. Thank you, Justin, for uh, for arranging it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I'm not going to go into the like the, the draft time. I'm not going to go into the draft time etiquette thing because like it's it's kind of become a bit for me. Like I, I like making jokes and memes and stuff about it, but I understand that people you know have things going on during the day. What I don't understand is like whenever you're literally online for two hours and that little green dot's just sitting there and you just don't make your pick, or you say like guys it's called a slow draft for a reason. He says it's like, he's dragging his knuckles across the ground. Like, uh-huh. no, no, it's, it's actually called a slow draft because it's very difficult to get 15 adults to all start a draft at the same time. It doesn't mean take as long as you want every single time. Yeah. Can you take that much time? You yes, you can. You can take that much time, but should you No, you should not. My whole goal in life is to take up as little space as possible. I know it sounds funny because I talk so much and I don't know how to end sentences, but I try to make sure I'm that guy at the party that makes sure that like, Hey, everybody's having a good time, right? Everybody's is being talked to and feels like they're being engaged with. I I don't, I don't want to be that guy that like imposes his will on everybody else. And that's why like, I'm like, all right, I'm constantly thinking about my picks. I don't decide, Hey, you know what? What should I do with my pick whenever it's on me? That's what the four hours are for. You should be thinking about what you want. I just said I wasn't going to do this, and here we are. There you <laughs> I'm are. I'm done. No more. No more. No more slow drafting. No more. I don't want to talk about it. Oh shit! I got you, good, you fucker. Well, sometimes <laughs> you get somebody, and it feels good. I think you need to call people out when it's called for, Yancey. That's healthy. Yeah. It's important to have that discourse. So there's no disrespect there. I've I've made mistakes. Mm. You know me. We've been in a few drafts together, and I I shit the bed in the draft champions we were in together because I should have set my auto i, I should have known i would have been up late and i wouldn't have been up in time but i did learn and get better at that and i actually appreciate people getting on my case about that so i how, one, how one many, time one time how is many not autos deal. mike how many autos did you have in the plaza league on the plaza i put it on auto a lot on purpose because of what i was just describing yancy yeah. was you yeah. know telling me the etiquette i knew i wouldn't be there so i had a big sq I've gotten a lot better now at making sure the queue is full and putting it on auto if I can't be there and trusting. All right, because I, mm-hmm. I want—I was so obsessive. I have to make every pick. I have to make every pick. But if they're in my queue and I want them, just let it happen. Yeah, they're guys you want. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be more frustrated with someone who doesn't set their auto at all. So, like, I'm fine if people are going to auto if they set their queue and they're comfortable with it. Go right ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always that thing. Oh, this jackass. He's auto picking. This jackass. Oh, yeah, man. if there's if there's a lesson, if there's an actual fantasy lesson in here, it's that whenever you're doing slow drafts, always have a queue. Yep. You you think that you're good. You think you're Gucci. You think you have a ton of time. Uh, <laughs> give me the soap. Um, but things happen. Um, I was in a, a draft with uh, Alex Chamberlain, Jessa Mason and Sammy Reed. And guess what? 
like I got stuck with VR because I thought I was good and something happened. Next thing you know, like my wife and I are busy doing whatever, you know, leave it to your imagination. And all of a sudden VR is on my team in like the 15th round. And I'm so upset about it. Just completely tanked my entire, you know, draft. But oh, yeah. Sorry. That's not yeah. fair. I, I, I would hate for that to happen, but I don't want to get on a high horse and think I'm better than anybody. I'm clearly not. If you've listened to the show, people know by now we'd, we're not better than anybody, and we're going to make mistakes. And it's great to be part of TGFBI. I'm also really happy that Glarf is going on. It's at the same time. It's been pretty intense with Glarf, the Great Lakes Area Roto League, which is part of all the regional leagues that are like Barf and Nerf and so on and so forth. That's been a lot of fun doing that with Derek Rhodes and Derek Van Riper and Sarah Sanchez and Janice Curio and Dave McDonald's put it together. So shout out to him and Jake. Good people and... Uh, I've been having a lot of fun, like going back and forth with Glarf and TGFBI at the same time, so I can kind of compare because the only difference is Glarf has OBP and quality starts as opposed to wins and average. So it's a slight variation. So is it going to feel weird once the season starts and we're not not drafting anymore? <laughs> especially especially you, Mike, because it seems like you've been doing two, three drafts like every week, going back and forth, and some drafts with the slow draft taking seven, yeah. eight days, week and a half. It gets weird, and then the season starts like, oh, man, not, not like the real work starts. Come on. Well, Yancey's been drafting Gary, a me, ton, too. Let me introduce you to Daily Fantasy Sports. The oh, I'm aware. It never <laughs> stops. Oh, I, yeah, I'm it aware. It never stops. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is yeah. so upset. She's always like, all right, so now is it done? Is baseball done now? No, I'm like, oh, no, sweetheart. The Rays made the playoffs. And she's like, what? And then you know, like they, 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 you know, win the ALDS, and she's like, "So now they're done, right?" I see them celebrating. It's over, right? <laughs> no, honey, it's not over. They win game two in the World Series. I'm like ecstatic. I got friends calling me everything. Oh, oh no, sweetie, like this goes to at least four. Like this is not going to be over. Tell her then, she can have you November and December, and that's it. Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm not like <laughs> a. What other sports are even going on at the time? Basketball and hockey, I guess. Right? I don't play those <laughs> fantasy sports. And you want me to change? Maybe it's time These to drops, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got some new ones today. This is great. Yeah, yeah I did some fun. work uh, over the last couple of days. I wanted to fill the database up. So, sorry. You're going to get a little more drops than usual, Yancey. It's not cool. Anywho, uh, yeah. So, we're talking TGFBI. We're very excited about it. It's a lot of fun. For those of you that are not in TGFBI, you could be in it next year. If you write something or if you create anything at all, all you got to do is just create something. Or you could just be one of the lucky people that wins a satellite league or wins a random spot given away on Potapalooza. There's a lot of ways to be involved. Over 400 people this year. I think about 435 are involved. So it's 29 leagues, winner take all of each league, and then there's an overall champion. And we'll see who that is this year in 2021. Very excited for that. Yancey, I don't think so. I <laughs> if you win your league, I think that would be impressive. That would be a good start. I've 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 won a TGFBI league already, sweetheart. Okay. So Really? Yes. No bullshit? I, I, it's kind of a joke. Um, I think people think I'm bad at fantasy, and I'm not saying I'm no, the best. No, no, I'm not no, a Vlad no, no. Settler. I'm not I'm not a bat flip crazy, but I'm also like all I do is this. No glass now, no championship. <laughs> that hurts, Sammy. By the oh. way, shout out to Sammy. He he just texted me saying that uh he actually has me, I don't know if it's on the iPad or whatever, but uh, he said that his daughter Layla is seeing me for the first time, which uh, Sammy's a good friend of mine. So Layla, hello. Oh. Layla, Hi, stop, Layla, stop, stop stepping in the dog's water and then parading all over the house. Stop doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's right. 
Oh, that's cool. Well, Sammy, nice to have you aboard. It's a pleasure. Uh, Sammy just started following me, so that's cool. Thank you, Sammy. That was nice of you to follow me on Twitter. I like to engage with new people that I don't know that well. So it's appreciate you, and I appreciate everybody. And it's great to have Yancey here who does know fantasy baseball. So I don't think he's some loser who just, you know, is living in South <laughs> Or think Florida. I'm a loser. Or uh, for any reason. Yeah, don't think he's a loser for any particular reason. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's get into the mix here, and let's get into that thing we call leading off. So spring training is underway. It's pretty exciting. There's actual baseball mm-hmm. being played. Some games are being called after like seven innings. Uh, some innings just end. Uh, Garrett Richards was out there the other day for the Red Sox, and like the inning, they just like said, "All right, that's enough. This inning's over," and they. They just went on with the game and came back in the second inning, and then he like re- hit a big jam, and then he just retired the side in the next inning. So I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on anymore. With spring can you training. bet on spring training baseball? I wouldn't do that if I were you. But uh, well, no, I'm just a- I'm you asking can. if you I'm can. I'm sure you can because yeah. if you can, this is really really messing with all of that. If they're just ending innings in the middle, be like, all right, six innings, that's enough. Hey, there's there's a storm cloud coming in. Let's just end it now. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. That sounds like hell on earth, but I know that there are websites. There's too many offshore sites and just too many gambling sites these days for there not to be some type of spring training lines here or there. And that's, uh, you know, play your own risk. But, uh, Yancey, have you watched any of the race spring training or any at all? Um, I have a job, so I'm not just, like, watching the games oh. during the day. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's just a joke. Um <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is so distracting. The, I know, the I know. laugh track is something I, else. I saw you on Bottom Guys, of the, the other day, and you were getting so pissed every time a comment got popped up. So I'm going to do that to you, too. Here you go. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> there is MLDFS for spring. Yes, there is, Brock. This That's is terrible. incredibly distracting because I'm, I'm, I keep seeing little pings and little notifications and stuff. It was very tilting during Potapalooza. But, um, yes, I've, I've, I've followed the box scores. I see the highlights. I don't sit there and just, like, rail a game and watch it um fort myers where i live and my wife or we're both real estate agents down here uh it's the spring training home of the twins and the red Sox, so it's a pretty big deal down here for spring training it kind of doubles the time it takes to get anywhere in season um and you know with social distancing and stuff like that it's really kind of uh more of like an idea down here uh (laughs) it's like an abstract thing that people consider like they know it's out there, but you know, like we'll let the science bear it out, kind of thing. Sure, um, sure. So yeah, it's like business as usual. Tons of people coming to the games. It's great for the economy, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Wander Franco hit a home run today. That was cool. Yeah. Awesome Meadows. Awesome Meadows looks good. He's already he's yes. already done yard. So I'm loving yeah. that. I'm loving that. Yeah. I've been buying the Meadows nonstop. His value is way too low. It was pushed down because of a stupid ass 2020 season that was short on opportunity. <laughs> And long on a waste of time, for sure. So I love it, man. Give me medals all day, but I bet that ADP is going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Oh, look who's here. It's our buddy, Russell Withers, the master of Master and Commander, the the greatest gifts in the history of the Palazzo Show. What's up, oh, gents? He, he wants Nancy. to get a shiner to ride the pine now. <laughs> oh, great. Let's go live. This is Russell Withers asking Nancy, shiner ride the pine on 500 plate appearances from Wander. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, Russell. I am going to ride the pine so hard. There is no way he gets 500 plate appearances. Not even close. Not even close. I've, I've said this before as I wear a ridiculous raise hat. 
you know, I, I am a homer. I, I have the Blake Snell blueprint right behind me. That thing right there, that was a gift from Nick Pollock right there. Okay, I, cool. I am the 99th percentile Rays homer. The Rays do not do what you want. They don't care what you think. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they piss the entire fan base off. Wander Franco should have been up last year. He should have been in the playoffs starting every single day, and he wasn't. Like, they're not, there's no way he, there's no universe in, in the multiverse where he gets 500 plate appearances. It's just not happening. There's no way. There it is. Mike Russell, Russell. will get 500 before him. <laughs> Brasso. Russell, you've got your answer directly from Yancey's mouth, and this one's for you, Russell. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, yes. quicks the word and sharps the action. That was for you. After all. Make... Oh, is he still talking? Surprise is on our side. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, it's Russell Crowe. This is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe, for the record. So in case you guys didn't know that. And that's he doesn't, because he doesn't know it yet, though. No, he doesn't know, but he... In his heart, in his heart, he does have an idea. So, yeah, Russell liked that. Yes, we are live streaming the show. For those of you that are listening in the podcast form, we are live streaming the show, which we have on YouTube and Facebook Live and Periscope, which will be gone at the end of the month, March 31st. Periscope goes bye-bye. So I don't know what will happen there. Do you, you know anything about that, Yancey? Uh, will there be like a like Twitter video or what's going to happen? There's something like this. I've, I've started seeing, I, I think I'm like a test subject because I'm also like a very heavy Twitter user because I just don't really have much of a social life outside of Twitter, to be honest with you. So every time there's like a new feature that they're they're testing and prototyping, it kind of shows up on my app. Like it mm-hmm. updates overnight while I'm sleeping. And I've been seeing things like, you know, how like the fleets popped up and that was yeah. kind of a thing. I keep seeing these little bubbles of like group video chats and like they're trying to copy Clubhouse and which, by the way, thank you for the invite to that, Mike. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How'd that go? So... I haven't used it really. It's I, I looked around. It's like, you know, I did the it's, same it's thing. Fine. I looked around. I haven't really used it since, but I want to get into it more. I would like to be using that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk. <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah. So go ahead. Put on some old sad bastard music. See if I care. Okay. So yeah, spring training is underway and it's very exciting. And Deary says he hasn't really caught much action because he's been busy. You know, some people have lives. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do things like, you know, provide for their family and take care of one another. So I respect that, Deary, and I understand that. But you've missed out on some fun moments here. There's stats galore. There's been a lot of big boppers. And I just want you to know, even if you missed today, you can always go to MLB.com and catch up on all the box scores. and They get all the videos. So, you know, it's not like you're going to miss everything. And not every game is on television either. There's also a part of me that, like, let me give it a couple of weeks and then I'll see, like, the 15 plate appearances that Willie Castro got and not freak out over the two home runs he hit in the first two days and then start drafting him in, like, the 10th round. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm too impulsive and I get too excited. So I, I might just check out on all spring training and then just wait till uh, the rosters are, are submitted and see see who comes north. Wow. Okay. I like that. Well, you know, I'll we'll change it up point- this year. Yeah, let's do it. I like that. Let's change things up. Let's get fresh. Watch uh, no baseball this year. <laughs> no baseball be watched this year. Just Don't take even watch in the stats it. and move on with your day. Yeah, it's just the game, right? Well, let's give a shout out to the first catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. This is for players that have had a wonderful stat line in spring training game. That doesn't mean anything overall, but it did happen. And it's uh, a great catch, you know, take a moment and say, Hey, well done. You had a good day in spring training and they can't take it away from you. They can never ever take it away from you. And today's guy <laughs> is a catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I've actually have never heard his name pronounced out loud. So I don't know how to say it, but it's Andrew uh, Knizner. Knizer. I think it's Nizer. 
Is yeah. it Nizer? Yeah, I Nisner? think the K is silent. Nisner. Nisner. There's, there's a yeah. It's K N I Z N E R. Andrew Nisner. Or is Nisner. Anyways. I, <laughs> you should have picked a different guy. <laughs> no, look, he went two for three, had a couple RBIs, and scored two runs in a wild, crazy affair down in wherever St. Louis plays baseball, and that would be Florida because the Mets uh, used to be in Port St. Lucie. I don't know if they're in Port St. Lucie anymore, but the Cardinals play down there as well, and the Mets went down to the Cardinals 14-9. This is a raucous offensive showdown. I guess we could have picked Kevin Pillar, who went two for two, scored a couple of runs as well, leading off for the Mets. What do you think of that, Yancey? You think Kevin Pillar's stock should go up now? I don't know if it should go up. Um, I think he's being pretty appropriately drafted, but he's so boring, but he, I like having him on my team. Like when you're drafting these draft champions and stuff and you're just reaching for playing time, I think he can do much worse. Okay. You know, he's going to play some, he's not going to play a ton. He's not going to light the world on fire. It was a totally illegitimate point that I started with. And then you gave me a legit answer. Well done. Well I was done, wondering why sir. you were laughing. I'm like, I didn't think I made a joke, but okay. <laughs> I just I thought since I just mentioned his name, it already was a joke because it's Kevin Pilar. But hey, he's let off today. Who knows? Spring training, don't read into everything. Everybody was getting really anal on Monday because Xander Bogarts had an MRI in his shoulder. And everyone's like, oh, shit, it's over. It's over. And I was like, <laughs> all right, hold on. I this mean, is why I don't want to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to pay attention. It's 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 too consuming. Then you get on Twitter and it's like, oh, somebody sat out. Someone got pulled in the second inning. Yes. Matt Chapman hasn't played the field yet. Yeah. We were on the TGFBI stream on Monday night talking about it because that's when the news came out about his MRI. And I'm like, it's just an MRI. I mean, they have elite medical care. It's not a big deal for them to get an MRI. And if he, I just, people were saying, let's uh, maybe back away from Bogarts that night. But you might be missing out on a guy who could still be the, top three shortstop in all of baseball this year, fantasy-wise, just because of one little bit of news. That, But at the same time, their point was, well, you know, why would you take that risk when you could draft Corey Seager or someone else like Tim Anderson there? So, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too caught up in these daily freakouts. I don't know what you think about that, Yancey. Well, I mean, you do have to pay attention a little bit. Like, Framber Valdez did, like, fracture a finger, and that's, that's a pretty real. big deal. That is real, yes. Yeah. That's a perfect point to end that on. There you go. All right, cool. Thanks. That's our catch of the day. <laughs> well, we could go back to Andrew Nisner and talk about how he's 561 ADP. <laughs> how about that? Andrew Nisner. I, I want to ask you guys real quickly about, so AAA, where they play AAA baseball, sometimes it's called quad A, or in between point between being a great player and a decent player. Mike Hessman was a legendary Toledo Mudhen and very, very part-time Detroit Tiger. He's the all-time career leader in minor league home runs, and uh, he was a classic quad-A guy, you know? Not quite good enough for the majors, but wasn't terrible. But there will be no AAA for at least a month. It's been delayed, so that's out the window. And we don't know if it'll get delayed even longer. There will be alternate sites. That's official and confirmed. So I wonder, Yancey, how do you feel about this? Does this impact your fantasy decisions in any way? Hmm... I mean, I really haven't given it much thought. I, I kind of feel like a deary in this in this stance. Like I'm, it's it's news to me. I guess I don't uh, really like have a much. Deary in the headlights. What <laughs> <laughs> I've never used that one that's either. A, that's a new one. That is a new one. I've never used that. I'm one. beginning to realize that none of these are new ones, are they? No, they are. That one's new. I've never heard that. I've this known is... like 18 years. I've never heard this one. We've had two in one show. I'm not shitting you. This is cray cray. 
This is cray cray. And I just yeah, said cray cray. <laughs> cut that out, please. That's live. That's, I can't take that one back. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, nobody cares. Triple A, who cares? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just not a, I'm not an expert. Like, I don't really understand, like, how how they're going to do this. I don't. It's going to suck for, like, the, like, prospect Twitter because, you know, like, what are they going to base their lists off of? What are they going to fight about, you know? By the way, prospect <laughs> Twitter, what is up with you guys the last couple of months, man? It's like every day, like, they're fighting about something. And I just don't understand. Oh, is someone upset about something? I don't know. I, apparently they all are. <laughs> there's, there's like a lot of infighting. There's a lot of infighting on Prospect Uh-oh. Twitter. Like even Ralph Lifshitz like was tweeting like, yeah, like we're kind of like like what's going on here? Like a lot of lot of drama, a lot of stuff going on. Is there a particular really player why. they're arguing about, or is it like an overall dilemma? What's the story? I think it's more of like the distillation of information and how they present themselves and people using other people's sources and information for their own. I don't, I, honestly, I don't even know. I don't even know. And I don't, I don't want to stir the pot even more, but uh, <laughs> there's, yeah. Thank you for the, you guys can't see who are just listening audio only, but Mike is actually stirring the pot. Thank you. It's very a classic stew and huff, you know? Yeah. Just do it and you huff it. Uh, That's what we used to do when we were younger. So, but when Gary, I think of prospect, you know, Mike, you still do this. I, I, I've known Mike a, a while. I don't We've know, known 15, each other for 15, 15 17 16 years, 16 something years. like that. Yeah. 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 How'd you guys meet? What's your What's your love story? Uh, well, <laughs> we kind of met one spot of time in Kalamazoo, like 2002, but we really met probably August 05, 06, and then when Deary moved in with me and a couple of guys in Ann Arbor. So that's when it really started. Yeah, I met some high school friends of his when I was out at college at Western Michigan. So that's kind of how the connection was made. And then I think it was 06. I moved to Ann Arbor and ended up moving in with you. I think we had run around town in Ann Arbor or in Kalamazoo a couple times, but mm-hmm. I don't think we really talked very much. No, uh, I think we knew of each other and then we moved in together. There it is. That's how it all started. We share the same birthday, same day, same year, same month, same moment. We were born the same day. Well, really? Not the same day. Yeah, yeah, we were. It's very odd. We literally were. When's your birthday? August 22nd. It's kind of a boring birthday. What? Come on. It's awesome. Right <laughs> at the end of summer, awesome. there's always a baseball game to go to. There's always like some outdoor concert. Come on. Like, it's the best yeah, time have, to have a birthday in Michigan. We've had a lot of Listen, great birthday I, experiences. So. I told you guys, you have to keep it. We got to keep it moving. I'll do this all night. And next thing you know, it's like 12 o'clock and we were on like the second segment. <laughs> well, that'll shut you up. How about that? Well, you're talking prospects. I figure I got to fire up the power prospects. But yes, power prospects is important, but don't get too caught up in your drafts on prospects. Unless you're in a dynasty or keeper league, then you probably want to get a little bit more caught up. But you're going to get tantalized by the Kalenic Homer and the Wander Franker Homer that we've seen over the last 48 hours. That's going to get you guys fired up. I know it's going to make you crazy, but don't get overly aggressive on prospects. That's my little note to everybody. Just listen to the lyrics. They say everything, don't they? See? Don't fall for it. It is cruel. That's right. See, Mike, if we could up. get if we could get in Doc Brown's time machine and go back to the '80s, I'm pretty sure you would have a gig on every single '80s sitcom, just writing the dumbass jingles. You would fit right in. Yeah, man, those those days are over. I really wish they were still here. They don't exist anymore. Do no. They don't. I, 
I will tell you this, though. So the AAA thing, it's something to keep an eye on with the alternate sites. That's something they did last year, so there's going to be some familiarity there. But players going back and forth, who those players will be, it'll be the taxi squads, different than AA and single A, which are supposed to start on their own timeline still, I think May mm-hmm. 5th. So keep an eye on all that. Just be aware of it. When it comes to prospects, I'm going to go back to what Michael Richards said, who's our prospect guru at rotofanatic.com, by the way. This is also part of the Rotofanatic podcast network. In case you guys didn't know, I got the Rotofanatic shirt on for those of you on the live stream. Michael Richards is our prospect guru, and he said on this show about six weeks ago that a lot of young players could make an impact this year because they actually got some quality experience of those alternate sites. Even though we don't have the video, we weren't there personally to see it. From what he has gathered, and he's pretty damn good with prospects, I will say that. That's what he thinks. He thinks there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be called up, younger guys, and they will make an impact on baseball teams this season. What that impact will be? I don't know, but he's expecting a lot of call-ups and surprising ones, too. So stay tuned on that and just be prepared for something like that if you're playing in a league where you can pounce on prospects and they can provide you some type of, I don't know, maybe a a week. You know, if it's a head-to-head league and you pick up a guy that can stream and to your benefit, you can have an N.A. spot to send him back to if you play in a Yahoo league. That's great, but I think it's important. I think it's something you need to be aware of and we all should keep in mind. So Wander Franco, 500 plate appearances confirmed. No, I didn't say saying. that. What the fuck? Not with Tampa. You already said it, yeah. It's not, not going to happen with Tampa. I want to believe. I want that. I, I yes. want that tomorrow. Well, we all want to believe. We do. But anyways, that's just uh, something to think about, everybody. Don't forget, stay close to home. Keep your eyes on the prize as we move into regular season. It's getting close here. It's March. Spring's right around the corner. I'm very excited. And rotofanatic.com has a lot of fun stuff for you. So make sure you head on over there. Check out the Data Monster. It's a great tool to help you learn. It's got really good stuff on plate discipline and prospect outcomes. Paul Mamino's put a lot of hard work into it. And our guy Crosby Spencer has expected stats and projections that will be up on the site. It's going to be awesome. And he's going to be on the show next week, him and Paul together. And we'll talk much, much more about that. Enough of that bullshit, though. It's time for Yancey to step into the ring. It's time for Enrico's Inquisition. Are you ready, Yancey? I, w- I am extremely ready. Yes, let's do this. Woo-hoo! Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. <laughs> Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988 by far it was the happiest moment like of my sports life that was my first gut moment get ready for some doozies because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show enrico's inquisition (laughs) (laughs) that is correct sir yancy eaton you are now stepping into enrico's inquisition all bets are off all sales are final Really excited to have you aboard for this segment because you're a fun guy. So I'm expecting we're going to get some yeah, interesting responses, maybe some stuff, some talking points that we can jump off of and take our conversation to another level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Yeah, I said yes. No, it's not good enough. No, it's fine. All right, uh, real simple. Let's start here. Do you prefer Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic Ocean? Gulf of Mexico. Easy. It's warm. A lot of sharks. Shark teeth collecting, if that's your thing. Is that you? Is I'm, that I'm you biased. 
I'm trying to sell real estate on the Gulf of Mexico, okay? So yeah, I'm a little biased, right? <laughs> Hell well, yeah, Gulf be. of Mexico all the way. Yeah. I've never seen shark teeth in person, I don't believe. Have you, dear? No. Yeah. Not happening. Not yet. I assume they look like teeth. Are they long, big, or are they smaller? I can't tell if these are inside jokes or if you guys are clowning me. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's we, like we a live, real question. Like he's really asking me. This we live in Michigan. We don't have thing. sharks. We like have he, trout. He's being actually say, really inquisitive about it. I was like, did, like, did Deary like actually get bitten by a shark before or something? Like, what is the, no, no? I don't know, Deary. Have you ever, ever seen shark teeth? Like, look, we live in Michigan where it's like uh, perch and trout and lake fish. We don't have sharks, so that's not our thing. Hmm. That's why we defer to you, the shark expert. Okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was a stretch. I'll give you that. But yeah, we don't know this much is, about this sharks is, here. This is the most. Uh, I'm saying this as a compliment. This is the most unsettled I have ever been on a podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't know what transition to give you. I don't know if you want more. If you want less, what do you want? Tell me what you want. <laughs> Let's just relax. Let's just breathe. Deary's so used to it too. He's like, yeah, this is like normal. Like this is. Look at him. He no no cares. He's just yeah, whatever. This is this is Govier. This is it. Well, no, I mean, yeah, we're friends. We've known each other for a long time. It's easy for us. This is just a Wednesday night. For us. Yeah. Just pretend that we're in your living room, shooting shit, and we're talking uh, talking about stuff. We're not even talking about baseball right now. We're talking about sharks. We're talking about water. Uh, we could talk about flowers or. I don't know, stocks? You want to talk about Dow Jones? We can talk about top shots, NBA top shots, if you guys want to. Yeah, so what is that? Those are videos that people pay really big money for, but they're not We're not going to talk about top shots. Let's not not deep dive into this, because this (laughs) podcast will go four hours. I just learned of this the other day, and I'm massively confused and a little intrigued. You're confused? Okay. Let's let's keep the train moving. I shouldn't have even said anything. My B, my B. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I've seen him online though, and I've seen this guy who's like really pushing him and shit too. So it's not like totally foreign to me, but I'm still kind of confused. But I am curious. I am somewhat curious. Oh, by the way, trading cards? Are you into those? Were you into those as a kid? Um, I was never into them. Uh, I, I told this story a while ago. I did a Twitter thread. Um, my grandfather, my great grandfather, used to be a insane baseball collector and baseball card collector, and he used to have just incredibly rare super valuable ones he would he would have like wedding and anniversary presents where he would just give people like a card a single card and like they would go like have a honeymoon or whatever like it was a big deal um whenever he passed away the card collection was handed off to my grandfather who has nothing to do with baseball cards whatsoever a few years ago he was really um kind of in a financial bind and i didn't know anything about baseball cards but i knew he needed money um, and so I offered to buy them from him just as a way to kind of like get cash in his hand. And so now I have boxes and boxes and boxes of baseball cards that I don't know anything about. And, uh, I mean, most of them are from, you know, the seventies and the eighties. So I don't think they're worth a whole hell of a lot, but, um, I'm dying to start that process at some point whenever I find, you know, literally dozens of hours of free time out of nowhere to go sort through them. So I'm not, I don't know anything about baseball cards, but I want to, and I own a, Probably more than most people listening to this do, un- unfortunately. I got a bunch of Cal Ripken cards here. This is fun. Is that good? Oh, oh there's a there's a Ripken rookie in there. It's not like a gem mint ten or anything like that, but oh, it's probably like a seven. Wow, eight. that's like that's card lingo, dear. You just casually threw down some 
Yeah, mint ten. I think <laughs> I have every top set from seventy-seven to ninety-eight. Oh, Eight or ninety-nine. Go pick up a Beckett at the store. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I used to do that back in uh, like 91, 92. That, that, that was Beckett. everything. See how much that's that a, McGuire USA card is worth. That's a great point, Locher 88. Well done. I used to love Beckett. God, I would go through that and scour every value. I'd always see what's the most expensive card in this section this year. And God, does Beckett still exist? I wonder if it still exists. Uh, it's online. It's online now. Oh, it's all online? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh one thing I do know is that there are some value in cards, and more than ever, the card market is back in business for some reason. I think COVID has something to do with that. People are bored, or they're stuck at home, or they're trying to, they're desperate. They need money, too. There's people who are struggling financially because of this COVID situation. They've created, that. they've created more scarcity in, like, more of the sets that they've put out in the last few years. So there's, like, four or five different types of sets and autograph cards and it, it was actually a really smart thing to do and then COVID hit and like everybody got back into it so now it's like it's just booming through the roof again yeah booming uh what's the best movie with Rachel McAdams in it Yancey <laughs> wait, wait, um, is Yancey like a McAdams fan is this is this where this comes oh, from oh yeah Give Gary, have you here. seen have you seen my Twitter feed like Clearly at not. all <laughs> Um, you know what? Honestly, Roof I haven't dog. seen. What up, Roof? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Tim Roofer. Yeah, I want to give a shout out, Tim Roofer, in the house. It looks like it's pronounced Ruffer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, we Maybe. know Tim. I went to high school with Tim, so I know it's Roofer for sure. But it does look like Ruffer. You're right. If you didn't know any better, you would probably say Tim Ruffer. Yeah. Well, okay then. Well, uh... <laughs> didn't know he was a friend of yours. Okay, right, I stepped right Rachel that. McAdams. Great basketball player. He got a great three-point shot. He's classic. He's like Sam Perkins. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, the one one the chalk pick for the Rachel McAdams movies, I haven't seen them all, but it's probably The Notebook. She's just, it's just so iconic. It's such a great movie. It's so sad, too. It is so painfully sad at the end. Ugh, good God. Never Unbelievable. Very talented actress, but apparently she has like some very, very interesting, questionable views on things such as vaccines. And uh, again, I'll let your imagination run with that. What that means, but sometimes you just don't want to learn more about people. You just want to just, uh, you know, not really delve too much into uh, their, their their personal tastes and, and how they feel and think about the world. Yeah, that's too bad. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, people too. think. You know, they think things, and everything seems like it's a lie, and it's just all a... This is such a crock of shit. But in the end, <laughs> we're all entitled to our opinions, and I do respect that about this country. So the notebook is the winner. Oh, Tim has given us a lot of info. There it is, yes. So the E is silent in Ruffer. 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 Anyways, if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> version, you have no idea what we're talking about. These are live stream comments, which you can interact with if you want to see us live and talk with us live in real time with me and Deary and our guest, who today is Yancey Eaton. Then you can do so by going to our YouTube page or our Facebook page, which has Facebook Live. Anytime, you can also watch the old version of these videos on our YouTube channel. We'd love to have a subscription if you wouldn't mind. That's always a bonus. Zytor's in the house. My man, Richard Zito. What up, Rich? Woo! He's got... <laughs> He's great. He he wanted. We did a draft recently, and, and he asked me straight up in the draft lobby, "Hey, let's go halvesies on a main event." And I was like, "Whoa, that is a big commitment. That's not something you just don't throw that around." The main event for the NFBC is seventeen hundred dollars, I think. Yancy, seventeen hundred. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So 
Well, then we, we'd split it. Eight fifty a piece. That's and I don't know Richard that well. Although I've sent him a Roto Fanatic shirt, I do know his mailing address, but I don't know. Well, him so that you know well. you know him really well. Then if you send him a T-shirt, I mean, you guys are basically yeah. It's like you I and Deary, lifelong I, friends. I don't <laughs> have a Roto Fanatic shirt. What's going well, on got, here? They're right here, man. Just come on by. You know, no one. You never been to my house. Come find out if it's real. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a mystery. Where do you, where do you live? Yeah, people still don't think it's real. This house I live in. I only live like twenty minutes from Deary, but it's real. It's a real place. It's really out there. Well, one day we'll one day we'll hang out again. Still, oh, yeah. Richard's still waiting on the DM. Yes, I understand, Richard. Uh, it's a big commitment. You know, even half of a main event is a hell of a commitment. Eight hundred fifty bucks is. It's a tall order for a guy without a job, I will say that. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think, is there a deadline on the main event? I mean, it's March now, so it's probably coming to a head. I'll have to check on that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is definitely a, a deadline. So, Anyways, like, before the season starts, you know. Regardless, I'm, I'm a fan of you, Zytor. <laughs> it's a great name. Richard Zytor! Zito! Woohoo! Let's get back to Yancey. Yancey, curveballs or sliders? Uh, I think curveballs look cooler. I've never really played baseball, so I don't know which one is more difficult or which one's more difficult to hit. I don't know, but I think curveballs look cool. Mm, that's a different mm. answer. I like that. Refreshing. Mm. I'm going to do a bunch of personality mirroring. Uh, they teach you this in sales where you just try to you identify as quickly as possible, like whoever you have on the phone or at like a meeting, you know, face-to-face. You try to mirror all of their tendencies and everything, and it makes you appear more likable to them. They're like, hey, I like that guy because he's like me. And it <laughs> validates that you're smart and good because that guy is too. I'm just going to start oh. doing that, Kobe. Every time you go like this, I'm like, hmm. 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 Well, how about that? <laughs> Oh, man, this is a... By the way, if you guys are listening to this uh, via audio only, definitely go check out the YouTube channel and see uh, <laughs> and see see what you're missing. Um, I, I feel like I'm pretty even-keeled. Deary's here just chilling out, but Michael's really, really got a lot going on tonight. <laughs> Why real estate? Oh, um, I used to work at a major... Uh, brick and mortar retailer for the first 12 years of my adult life and whenever i turned 30 my wife and i uh, started making a bunch of plans to do something different and something together um we've lived in this area our entire lives my family has been here for three generations and i mean basically like i don't like having a boss i realized that about two months into my 12 year career at my last job i don't like having bosses and i don't like having to answer to people so um it was a way for us to you know, do something that we love. I, I love real estate. I love working with my wife. You know, I have a dog that's getting older. I love being there every single day for him. And, you know, I don't like having my schedule dictated to me. I think you guys can respect that. Like, it's it's nice being able to decide when I come and go. And I have a, you know, a no asshole rule. Like, I do not work with people that I do not want to work with. And I could never do that in a corporate setting. You're constantly being told to kowtow and, and, and you know, say the things that you need to say. And the customer's always right. And in the real world, like the you know, the customer is actually not always right, and you can decide who you want to work with. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I got a lot. Of... Or are you laughing? I'm I'm dead serious. Uh, it's just, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to like, like it's disarm strange. you. I, Deary knows what it's like. Deary has boss. We all have you know, we all, we all have bosses here and there. And... Bosses suck. Bosses honestly suck. If you guys yeah, are but working, bosses can in, help in... you grow and advance and expand your horizons. 
I and tell you what, it's stunt it's, your growth. It's worse being a boss for other people. Being a boss for yourself is great. I enjoy my boss, but being a boss of other people, specifically when they're college kids or high school kids, is a oh. is it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I, I I did it. I did it for nine out of the twelve years that I worked at my last employer, and I was in charge of big teams, small teams, people straight out of high school, sometimes minors, retirees who, I mean, you know varying levels of ambition right where like there this is never going to be a career for you you do not care about this job at all it is really just about a paycheck it's a part-time thing or it's a temporary thing you're in between jobs whatever and trying to make people like that care i say like that i just mean like in that type of situation which i totally understand like there i've had jobs where i did not care about them and you're trying to make me you know stress out and and, and take work home with me and, and not compartmentalize you know all the stresses of work like no like i want work to end whenever i punch out and you know, that was that was one of the things that I really struggled with, like the entire time I was working there was um, I just never stopped working. I never stopped worrying about it. I was going in, you know, on my days off and calling and texting and just, you know, just I don't want to do that anymore. And so I didn't. Yeah. Bosses could be real negative, too. You know, we're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> you know, like, really bum you out, man. But, you yeah. know. At the same time, you just reminded me of why I didn't want to teach anymore because of some of those constrictions that you're mentioning. Teaching was cool, yeah. but there was too much bullshit. Taking home work, grading is the worst. We had Jason Cuffs on, who apparently there's a story there between you and him, but I'll leave that out for now. Yeah, he blocked me. That's the story. I don't. There's no other story. I'm sure. Yeah, that's a it. That is guy. the story. There was, yeah, there was some misunderstanding there. or something on Twitter, but um, in the past that's couple of years, I've been pretty quick to block people. So maybe he said something and I misconstrued it and, and just blocked the hell out of him. <laughs> well, at least you're honest and direct, and that's why I love you. You're the best. I really dig that. But I will say that grading, as he said, it sucks. Grading's the worst, and that was one of the biggest bummers about being a teacher. And I don't miss any of that at all we got a live question here from our boy tim roof dog tim wants to know yancy we're going live on a question 12 team keeper league are you okay with gregorius and Catel Marte as your second and shortstop or should i trade jordan alvarez for my loaded outfield for another infielder so basically are you cool with dd and Catel as your middle infield looks like a keeper league I am super in on Cattell Marte bouncing back in a major, major way. I, I don't know if he specified if this was a points league or a, or a rotisserie it's, league. But it's, I can give you all the d dynamics of this league because it's the league that I run. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, okay, well, perfect. There's the guy to talk to. Yeah, what do you want to know about Tim's team here? Let's bring it up, Tim. Right, we're talking about long balls here, right, Tim? That's your team name. Long ball, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a head-to-head -head league. We do runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, average, and OPS. Ah, okay. So, Didi. I'm I'm more than fine with Didi. I like that he signed where he signed. I like the park. I, I think he's about as safe of a player as you can get. He's going to play every single day. Um, I don't know how much he's going to steal, but you said it's a head-to-head category, right? Um, yes. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think Cattell Marte is one of the most underdrafted players right now. I know this is a keeper league, so that doesn't really you know, fall in line with there. But I think that public sentiment around Cattell Marte is much lower than it should be. I think he's going to absolutely smash this year, and he's the biggest value. That was one of my, my like the dilemmas that I faced in the draft for TGFBI was I was trying to decide between Eugenio Suarez and Cattell Marte. And ultimately, yeah. I decided with Suarez just because I already had Mondesi, so it's kind of overkill at that point. But um, I think Cattell Marte is a special player in all seriousness. I, I think he's... He's, he's going to surprise a lot of people. He's going to look more like 2019 versus 2020 Kitel Marte. 
Yeah, he stung the ball. I'm just only thing I'm wondering is will the steals be there? That's my only concern. I believe he can hit. I'm not yeah. so worried about that, but I just wonder if we can get 10 to 15 steals out of him. But what yeah, the other part? Yeah, Tim's team here, uh, lots of power. Uh, he's going to lack in stolen bases. He's got really nice staff and a good bullpen. So you're pretty good there, Tim. Uh, I, I'd, I'd stick with uh, Gregorius and Cattell with what else you got. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to ship off. Uh, uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe if you can get something for Max Kepler. Yuri, is, is this is this technically like collusion if you're the commissioner and you're giving him advice on his team? No, is I did not. No, now that everyone in my league knows I run a po- <laughs> like I'm on a podcast, I get questions every day. I'm like, dude, I don't know anything more than you guys. I, I the- if, if anything, I give some like help. Like relief pitching Aww. is massive in our league because we do K per nine and holds, and there's about half our league that oh, I'm just I'm I'm booting relief pitching down the road. I'm like, dude, all you need is two stud pitchers and then roster bullpens everywhere. Yeah. Tim, you get it. Butt loving. Did he say funky butt loving? Oh. I gotta tell you, what about the Jordan Alvarez part though? Would you trade him, or would, if you had him as a keeper, would you say, "Oh, I'm happy. I got Jordan. I'm happy." No. You're concerned. I, I feel like I've, I've said this multiple times on podcasts so far this off season. Um, I'm sorry. I haven't listened to every pod you're on. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Uh, degenerative knee conditions at his age don't regenerate they don't get better and this is going to be an ongoing issue he's going to be like otani where it's like yeah whenever he plays uh, his production per play appearance is amazing but oh. you're going to have all of these like phantom i don't want to say il sins but like oh we're, we're managing his workload you're going to hear that you know 10 15 times this year where Lord you said you set your lineup and then it's past locked where you could have swapped him out and he's not playing on Monday because, oh, you know, we decided to give him off, uh, you know, on Monday or it's a Sunday and, you know, they have it's a it's a getaway game. And they have to travel. So, you know, we went ahead and gave him Sunday off, too. And I, I just think it's going to be a mess. And I think it like the plate appearances are not going to be there like people think they are. 500 plus plate appearances, Yancey, or under? I think I have them at like 440, 450. Yeah. Uh, when I say me, it's not like I do my own projections, but people that I trust, that's kind of where they pegged him. So um, if he gets 500, he's going to pass. But even still, at 500, like, is he going to get you the runs that you need for that spot? Is he going to, you know, it's just from accounting standpoint, like you're, he's he's basically, he's being treated like a full-time player. And I don't, I don't think at the end of the year, it's going to look like he's a full-time player. There it is. Directly from his mouth. Yeti Eaton speaks. I love it. We love it. I need that drive. We love it. Oh, Randy Newman. Yeah, we love it. That's part of the Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road of Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Yancey. Music-wise. We haven't even covered some of the music here. So, uh, do you prefer Metallica or Megadeth? Metallica. Metallica, easy, easy. Oh, that's easy. Um, Metallica is like one of the few examples of like it is it is the most common pick right for like metal bands and from an influence standpoint like it's just bar none like they're not the most original band ever and they 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 take a lot of elements of other existing bands but they just do it so well from an implementation standpoint and from a longevity standpoint I mean like like St. Anger sucks right like they have a couple <laughs> of albums that are that are pretty bad um, but fuck. It's 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 really bad. Um, Forgot about but, that. I mean, they're just they're such an iconic, just unbelievably, remarkably consistent band. Uh, I mean, in, in the range too. It's not just thrash music. Like they've, I mean, they've done 
it's I, I, I don't even think it's a question to be honest with you I think Megadeth is um it's so much more of an acquired taste and I know a lot of people who are very big into metal and they're not gigantic Megadeth fans um Dave Mustaine I, that Dave yeah. Mustaine voice is just oh god it gets <laughs> hello me it's me again yeah. there it is <laughs> yeah pretty good it makes me laugh it's so stupid that's interesting uh what's the best Frank Ocean song ever Mmm, probably White Ferrari, or I'm kind of impartial to In My Room. Man, this is really tough. It, guys, if you're not on, if you're not on the Frank Ocean like bandwagon, hop on it because there's still plenty of room. For some reason, he's not nearly as big as he should be. He's a big artist. I'm not saying that he's not, but yeah, literally you mean, one of though. the most one of the most talented contemporary artists like of the last 20 years, and he's kind of, I mean. Like, he should be Taylor Swift level, and he's not. But just an amazing songwriter. Uh, all the compositions on every single one of his songs is just amazing. Go listen to Channel Orange, I think, in the last... Uh, I keep track of all my listening stats on last last.fm uh, for years. So everything that I listen to, genres, albums, songs, wow. everything is recorded. I'm, like, really crazy about it. And uh, I've listened to Channel Orange by Frank Ocean hundreds of times, end to end, and you know, for the last four or five years. It is just... It is a perfect album. You got me fired up, Mikey. This is Woo! this is great. Uh, I love Tim's Frank all Ocean. about uh, Billy Ocean, not Frank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get out of my dreams. Yeah. Get, Get into, into my car. car. Oh, I, I, I'm more of a Caribbean Queen guy. Caribbean Queen. That's a good one. Uh, Frank Ocean is underrated, and I he's not publicized enough for how good he is. Uh, it's kind of a mystery to some people still. There's probably a lot of people who don't even know who he is still, which mm-hmm. is strange because he lies somewhere in between this popular mainstreamish sound with this like indie sound. And he's also, I think he's kind of like, likes to be out of the spotlights. He's not big on like pushing yep. himself out there either. So yep. it's intriguing. His music's fascinating. It's not quite anything in particular too. It's not like, it's not, not rap, pop, it's not it's soul, not R&D, it's not hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Strange. Yeah, he's an enigma. He's I, I've been following his career for a long time, like the stuff he did with Odd Future, and just I just think he's really talented. If there's one takeaway from this show, which I know it's a lot of it was a lot of nonsense on this show, this is kind of <laughs> it's kind of how it is. Not nonsense in a bad way, you know what I mean? Like we're just having fun. But if if there's one takeaway show, go listen to Frank Ocean, listen to Channel Orange. It's amazing. Oh, look at his frozen Blonde. face. Is his face frozen? Anyone else? That's so weird. I wish we could have took a picture of that. That was awesome. Damn it. Someone should screenshot of that. Oh, it's live. We can go get this later. We go, b- so. we go back it up and make it the new profile pic. Your face for, is frozen uh, like this. Like... It was great. Oh, was awesome. Really I can't, was, I can't uh, wait to see those screenshots. Awesome. It was awesome. That's fine. No, yes, you were telling us how clear your face is today, so it's going to be perfect. Yeah, I, I am actually, I'm feeling very good today, guys. Very, very good. You look good. great. Yeah. You don't look Thank as you. sunny as I think you should. You should be more tan, but. Uh, okay. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, there's a virus. So oh, not yeah, really like sorry. going out a lot. This doesn't get yeah yeah. <laughs> you live no, in Florida; they don't give a shit down there. Only uh-huh. you care. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that the virus doesn't exist, though. So you you care. Uh, I, cares. I I I do okay. care. I do care. Good. Yes, absolutely. Good. I do We're care. Proud of you. Not just about myself, Jerry. I also care about other people, and I'm, I know that's I'm kind proud. of uncommon these days. You know, it's all about like you know f your feelings kind of thing. But <gasps> I actually care about other people. I know that's kind of crazy. Oh, I live in Ann Arbor, like, everywhere you go, there's, like, I mean, there's people running down the street in 60-degree weather with a mask on, so, like, everybody is very, very aware. I live in probably one of the most liberal, progressive towns in the country. 
I don't give a damn who you are. In the end, wear a mask. It's important, yes. If you got the vaccine, that's great, too. Congratulations for anybody who's got the vaccine today. Really happy for you. Round two on Friday for me. Hey, congratulations. Fury, yeah. round two. Shots galore. I work, I work with kids, so I, I get to get a vaccine. Yeah, I am nowhere. I am nowhere close on that list. Living in Florida, we yeah, have real estate. A, you're way down there. We no, have a gigantic yeah. senior citizen population, right? And it yeah. is. It might be years before they all get vaccinated. So there'll, there'll yeah, be a new pandemic by the time you can get vaccinated. Yeah, oh, we're bottom fine. of the barrel. Yes, yeah, I don't. <laughs> just take your spot and accept where it. You're still a young, strapping, healthy man with a lovely wife. You live in the dream down there in Florida. Are uh, you guys have any kids? Uh, just my dog. Uh, does oh. that count? I know that's some people think that's like extremely offensive when I say that. They do. Parents like, would be so that's not pissed the right same. now. Yeah. No, I don't have any children. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. Uh, <laughs> I love dogs. I wish I had a dog, but they do take work and they cost money. Veterinary bills can add up, and I want to make sure that I can provide properly, just like I would a child. It's important. Dogs are not cats. You used to have a no. bird, Mike. Yeah, I had the bird, old Binkler. He was the best. I miss Binkler. I wonder what he's doing right now. When Mike and I were living together, this is probably 2007 or 2008, he came home with a bird one day. This is so fitting. If I had to guess, like, hey, guess what I've had in the past? I would say, like, gerbils would be, like, the 1-1, one, one, easy. No, I've never right? had gerbils. Round... Never had gerbils. Ferrets. You've had no. a ferret. No, never Don't lie, Mike. You bought I'm that. Tell you. you bought that dumb bird. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I ever did. Yeah, it was buying. The like, bird. dude, look, I got this bird. You used to talk to it, and it would fly around the house and scare the shit out of all the guests that we would have come over. Yes, it, w it would hide. The best one was that time that Hill got freaked out when it came out of nowhere from the lamp. That was the best one, because it, it was one of those lamps, like the tall lamps with like the half bowl shaped thing, so the bird could be down in it, and it just it been in there for probably like an hour and a half, and one of our friends just forgot. We got stoned and time went by and next thing you know the bird just took off out of there flying across the room and it flipped him out he's like oh shit we're like playing video games he was terrified it was so funny it was a good one. <laughs> oh, you had to be there i swear it was even funnier in person <laughs> it was you would have laughed if you were there i swear you guys you all would have laughed but maybe yeah. i was funny. there i la i still laugh <laughs> yeah this was so dumb I I went out for some food and I came home with a bird. It was a big mistake. It was, I don't recommend doing that. I don't recommend going to the store and just coming home with a bird on a whim. But yeah, because you realized it was going to live for like 25 years. Yeah. You got rid of it. Yes. Well, I had it for four years and I finally, I gave it a good home. I want everyone to know that. It got a veterinarian's assistant took the bird and uh, I hope Binkler lived a good life. I don't know where Binkler is today. Binkler's probably alive somewhs Binkler. Right <laughs> yeah, that was... I never really settled on a name. It was like Bird, Buddy, Binkler. It was all B's, the letter B. I don't know why. Bing, Bing. Bing, Bing. Yeah, Bum, Bum. Yeah, something like that. So. Okay. <laughs> Are we on? I swear this strange. is a fantasy baseball <laughs> What day is this? Uh, I said coffee! Spice things up here with some coffee. Uh, okay, uh, I think, yeah, we covered a lot of dumb stuff in this section. This is not even... We didn't even cover enough that I wanted to. I wanted to ask about uh, other stuff, but you know, we got to move well, on. Let's do a lightning Try round. Stuff. Lightning round. I promise I'll be fast. Let's go. <sighs> okay. I won't you say a word. Be fast. I'll turn my if mic you... off. Yeah. If... No, 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 no. Come on. We're all part of the show. We're in this together. It's important, and I think that matters. So, uh, Blink-182 or Green Day? 
Blink One Eighty Two, easy. McDonald's easy. or Taco Bell? Uh, Taco Bell, but they're both dog shit. <laughs> yes, that is correct, and you should not eat either. Uh, just, I don't know, that was dumb. Uh, <laughs> Ask me love or money. Oh, we'll get there. That ends okay. it. Right, no, right, we right, want right, to know right. more That's about you. That's the last one. That's always the last one. Uh, sitting or standing? Uh, I like to sit. I have back problems, so. Well, wouldn't it be better? Also, I'm probably from. It's probably from sitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You get that standing yeah. desk. Uh, drums or guitar? Drums, easy. I play drums. Hey, all right. Where's your drum set? Yeah. Um, I'm losing my hearing, so my wife sold it. Is it that bad that you're losing your hearing? I mean, yeah, like I had to go to like an audiologist and stuff whenever I was like in my early 20s. Oh, shit. I've, I've been playing since middle school, competitively, in college, everything. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. Competitive wow. drumming. Yeah, were yeah. you in a drum line? I was. You were? I was in drumline, indoor drumline, marching band, jazz band, concert band. I did solo performances and competitions. Yeah, I was like 99th percentile. I keep using that word. Like band nerd, like unbelievably into it. I was that kid that was always had like drumsticks and stuff. I was like really weird, dorky, awkward kid, much like I am as an adult, by the way. So that's that's always fun. (laughs) Holy cow, dude. That's see, I would never have guessed it. I had no idea. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. God, I love the drums. I got a drum set right over here. It's right next to me. It's in the next room. So. Dope. Always a fan of the drums. And I used to play French horn before I played drums. That's where it all started back in band. I was a French hornist first because they made me do it because they needed someone to play French horn. So that was what I first started on in middle school. Interesting. Yeah. You had to put your hand oh. in the hole. like. I know. And then you have like this like warm, like sweaty gross feeling hand yeah you had it was weird and then god the thing about brass instruments nobody ever talks about this is the spit you have to like drain the spit out oh it's so Mm -hmm. gross yeah because you're you're blowing in this thing you're blowing in all the spit accrues and there's like this little valve that you release all the spit and like get rid of it all it's very gross but anybody who's played a brass instrument probably knows what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. it's a sick world out there i'm just living in it uh, Survivor or Master and Commander? I'm going to say Survivor because I used to watch it whenever I was a kid. I, I saw like season one and season two back whenever everybody watched it. It was like a big deal. Um, so like I can remember some of like the original cast members, you know, like Rich Hatch and Colleen and Jenna. And like I was really like 11 years old or, you know, 10, 11 years old. I remember this like thinking it was just like the coolest show ever. And then you kind of hear about like it's kind of fake. You know, like, it's not really mm-hmm. like, oh, you're on your own. Like, apparently they're, like, feeding them and all this stuff. But I, I, I honestly, I haven't seen the, the Master and Commander, but I, I probably should. Uh, <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. It's just funny to laugh at now. I just love Russell's gifts. Russell's gifts are the best thing that ever happened to this show, bar none. Thank you, Russell. We appreciate that. Don't forget, Russell's has his own handle, at Armchair Roto, and he has his own website with great articles. He has some really good stuff about draft strategies, so go check that out, at Armchair Roto on Twitter, please. Russell's a good guy. All right, I don't care about any of this stuff anymore. Let's just get to it. For love or money. Do I go? Now you can speak. <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is such a boring answer, but yeah, man, it's love, right? It's got to be love. 
I say this is somebody who in uh, what would say state the second, the third, March third, twenty twenty one. In seventeen days, I will have been married to my wife for exactly ten years, which is a very, very big deal. Um, it has been difficult, but also extremely worth it. Um, I love my wife very much. I've told this story before, but like I got married extremely fast whenever I met her, like extremely fast. Like and everybody thought long? we were crazy. Like, like I asked her to be my girlfriend on October sixth of two thousand ten. And we were married March 20th of 2011 mm. and like got a house and stuff. Yeah, it was a very, very quick turnaround. But yeah, it's yeah. Oh, but uh, I'm so I, I am so I'm very much like a romantic. She's like, interestingly enough, she is very um almost like like I don't want to say hard. That's not like the word for it. But she, <laughs> I married a hard she, girl. She's the type of person where like when we're in public, um, like she doesn't she doesn't give a damn about like anything like she doesn't listen to like my podcast she doesn't she doesn't watch my live streams like she doesn't care like she doesn't that stuff does not matter to her at all she's she's beautiful she's like one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen my entire life and does not care to flaunt it or to show it she does not care for attention she wants attention from one person and that's me and it's like the strangest thing ever that like the two of us got together but we're such a perfect match so like yeah it's that's a long way of saying it's 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 love for me it's not even close that's beautiful. Money's dope Great. too, though. I will say that. Am I right, guys? <laughs> That's all right. Everybody yeah. always throws that in there. Yes. At least you're admitting that money is somewhat, you know, on your mind. But it makes lover, it easier. Man. You're a passionate lover, and I love that. That's what I dig about you. You have a great, great marriage with your lovely wife. Shout out to Michaela. 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 Malika, Malika, I'm sorry. I used to know Michaela when I was younger. Michaela Vernier. I don't know if she's out there. Michaela? Out there? But Michaela's, no. are, Michaela's <laughs> are always shout- in the last. <laughs> you just shouted out some random girl that you went to school with. Or- <laughs> oh, Tim Roofer would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Tim. Remember Michaela? Yeah, she was tall. Oh, she's a tall lady. It's Rufe, by the way. He said the yes. R is silent. That's right. Uh, by the way, Adiri, did you ever face Drew Henson? Yeah, That's I did. A question for you. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Uh, I struck out three times and popped up to the third baseman as a hitter and then I pitched against him several times uh, the famous story of me pitching against him was in the 98 district championship we're already getting murdered by them and the previous inning he broke the national RBI record or the home run record so next time he came up everybody was cheering for him and everything and I was on the mound so I started tipping my cap like they were cheering for me and then he hit a oh, rocket God. he hit a rocket <laughs> off the oh. kneecap of our third baseman and then we had to like pull our third baseman out. So he never hit a home run off me. He had a couple of hits off me, uh, but but that was about it. Henson he never a, hit a home run off you. He never hit a home run off me. I think he I think he had something like eighty home runs in high school, but he never hit one off me. Well, done. I'm not gonna lie, Deary, for like the first thirty seconds of the of, of you explaining this answer, in my head I'm thinking Jim Henson, like the Muppet <laughs> creator, and I'm like, wait, is this like an inside joke? I'm like, oh, it's okay, yeah, like total brain issue. Oh boy, does anyone know what's happening with this show anymore? I am lost. We're just having fun here. We're just having a good old time with Yancey Eaton, living it up, talking about Drew Henson. Drew Henson was a next door neighbors of the town I grew up in and played in the same league as Deary because he was in a couple towns over. So if you remember Drew Henson at all, for those of you that are non Michiganders, not a lot to remember beyond signing with the Yankees, shitting the bed, and he was on the Cowboys for a minute. Yeah, oh yeah! All right, I remember this. I he should have. He should have with football the whole time. Played 
quarterback at Michigan and then left to go play baseball. He got drafted by the Yankees when he should have just gone and played football and never went back to baseball. Yeah, it's very it's very rare that football loses to baseball. It seems like football wins most of the time. You know, uh, uh, Murray, Kyler Murray, he uh, took mm-hmm. the he was drafted by the A's in like the top ten, right? And uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. yeah. Football, football, allures. But I mean, quarterback. Tim Tebow. Like... <laughs> Tim Tebow. I yes, thought you Tim said Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. I was like, oh man. Tim Tebow. Tim, Ta- Tim yeah. Taco Bell. <laughs> I actually lived in Gainesville whenever Tebow was obviously going there. And, uh, man, it, it was it was an experience, man. It is literally like a religious experience. That man is a god in that town. Well, he is, it is the unbelievable. god, right? Not a yeah. god, but the god. Yeah, literally like son of Christ. Like he, <laughs> the hand of God, right? The left hand of God. <laughs> the left hand of God himself? He's left-handed. Tebow is. Yeah, I know. It's- Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just an idiot. Tebow, we love you. We miss you. He retired from the Mets recently, so now his career as an e- athlete is finally done. It's fiend. You're listening to the Hans Arrigo Blotso Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com right now. Check out the Data Monster, or you can check out Carmair Reynolds' brand new article. It's an update on his barrel board, fastball barrel board. But these are the decliners, these are the fallers. So we gave you the risers a couple weeks ago. Now he's giving you the other end of that. So check that out on rotofanatic.com. Carm Arano at Carm's Clubhouse on Twitter. He's a great follow. Real smart guy. Knows his shit. He was on bench with Bubba recently, too. So go check out that episode. Bubba's a great guy. Congratulations to Bubba being in Tout Wars. Very cool. A lot of great people got into Tout Wars. They created some more spots. We heard Jeff Erickson, who was on the show with us a couple days ago, talk about how they tried to make as much room as they could in Tout Wars. But there's still a lot of people... Jeff's a nice guy. He doesn't want to kick anybody out either. So I, so people that complain about these leagues like Tot Wars, these expert leagues, analyst leagues, whatever you want to call them, and say, why don't they get more fresh blood in there? It's not about being old and stodgy either. It's about the fact that they just can't, they don't want to boot some of these people out. So it's mm-hmm. it's not a matter of like trying to block people out. It's about feeling bad, I guess, about kicking people out who've been there for a while. Inclusion's a good thing. It is. I'm right. with you all the way. Here, here. Here, here, my good man. Oh, how about we talk about some fantasy? You guys want to talk about fantasy baseball or football, basketball, hockey? <laughs> oh, baseball. Oh. Baseball. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, Dude, we got we got Yancey here. We gotta do some insane fantasy takes. Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player? Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player? Why are you taking that player? You know, it's still spring training. It's still the preseason, so we can get on the record with more of our hardcore insane fantasy takes. Me and Deary have given you several, and I've got a few more I can always throw out there. But, Yancey, you're on the show. You're the guest. So why don't you start off? Give us – throw down, man. Give us something good. I know you have it in you. Uh, An insane fantasy take? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mondesi returns first round value. I think he steals 55 <laughs> bases. I think he steals 20 or he hits 20 home runs. I think that the, uh, the concerns about him batting eighth are extremely like, uh, un- unwarranted. Like, I-, I think that, uh, Andrew Benintendi, like while maybe they do move around in the lineup a little bit, I think that Andrew Benintendi has been bad for a little while. And I don't think he's magically going to get better just because he's going into a worse hitters park. Everybody's just acting like he's going to bounce back. Um, I think Mondesi is a unicorn. I think he's a very special player. I have a lot of him. 
And uh, it's kind of unusual because I normally don't take players this profile, but I think Mondesi is absolutely going to smash. And I think next year is going to be the year to be out on him because people are going to be taking him like ninth and 10th overall. And at that point I'll be out, but I'll have already, you know, you know, won all the money basically. So Mondesi is that one. And I'll also say this too. I think Eugenio Suarez bounces back in a big way, partially because I also have him on my TJPI team, but I've been targeting him in every NFBC I've done. Um, I, I, I think he like flirts with like 50 home runs. I, I think that's the type of season we can get out of Suarez. Insane fantasy takes. All right. That I love that song. Good. Imagine good. that song at 2x speed, though. It It's a bop. It is so good at 2x speed. <laughs> Insane fantasy takes. Yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that does sound challenging. Mm-hmm. Deary. Insane fantasy what do you got now, Deary? What, what's left in the tank of this? Uh, I know. <laughs> this is. I hate this segment so much. Uh, basically, I just throw a dart on a board, find a player, and be like, "All right, he's either going to be the guy I'm not in on, or a guy in, I am in on." Uh, I'm going to go with Victor Robles of the Washington Nationals. So, if he's projected to lead off for them right now, play center field. He has Trey Turner, Juan Soto, and Josh Bell hitting behind him. If he can get on base enough, I mean, obviously the OBP of 293 last year. 320 for a career is not going to cut it. But if he can get on base a little higher clip than that, I think he has a really good opportunity to score 100 runs and steal 25 bases. I think the 25 bases is going to happen. If he can get on base enough, I think that happens. And if he's on base enough, he's going to be knocked in by the best hitter in the game, Juan Soto. And Trey Turner's there as well, who's also going to have a monster season. So if you're looking for a guy a little later, he's starting to rise up a lot. Right now, like I think ADP average is like 150, 160, which maybe maybe a little too high for me. Uh, he's not going to give you average, so you're going to have to surround some other guys on your squad to get some good average. But hey, 25 steals, possibly 100 runs. I think runs is an underrated statistic in fantasy baseball. We're going to go with Victor Robles. 25 stolen bases, 100 runs. Insane fantasy takes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that, dearie. I love me some Victor Robles this year. I think 30-30 is very much a possibility. It could happen. Wait a minute. You're, a- saying, you're saying 30 home runs or 30 yeah. pop-ups? 30 home runs? 30-30, wow. yeah. I don't know about I mean, that. He does not hit the ball that hard. <laughs> well, I mean. But hey, that's more insane. Yeah, maybe. I, that wasn't my insane take. I, I just kind of threw that out there. I like that. Hey, I like it. If he- That was willy-nilly. Maybe we should call them willy-nilly takes. No. That doesn't. I do, I do well. like your. I do like your pick though, Daring, because he was he was everybody's boyfriend last year, and he was being overdrafted, and he looked awful. This is when you buy, right? This Bo, is, Bo, that's the exact type of player you should rubbish, be targeting. Filth, slime, muck, foe, foe, No, what a drop! That's amazing. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I have a poster of that in my hallway of that movie. Yeah. Did you know that's from The Princess Bride, for those of you that don't know? And did you know that at Deary's wedding, Christina walked down the aisle to The Princess Bride theme song? I cried my eyes out. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. It It was the best walking down the aisle music of all time, any wedding I've ever been to. It was. It was beautiful. I was there, and it was in beautiful... Western it was, New York. I was there. Nothing like beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Western New York. So. You were there. You had long hair. Remember that? Yeah, not as long as this. It was. It, oh, long. it was long. Oh, it was long. It, it was <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah, it was quite the sight back then. I remember yeah. you showed up. I go, "What are you doing? What's going on with your hair? Come on!" You're like, oh, I didn't have time, man. I don't know, man. I think I think I you told me I'm too fat to cut my hair. 
I, I kind of lived on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it was. Those are different hey, times. I, I was just happy. I was just happy you were there, Michael. It was a nice drive up from Maryland to Rochester. Beautiful. Uh, Maddie Woods checking in, by the way. What's up, Maddie? Good to see you. Thanks for popping in. Uh, Tim Roofer. We're trying to do an insane fantasy take segment here, but he wants to know: Is Kyle Tucker going to be for real? Um, like, is he for real going to be worth a second round draft pick? Um, I have my doubts. I've taken him a couple of times there just because my first round pick didn't have any speed. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, buddy. To me, it feels like he's being overdrafted a little bit. You let me down, man. (laughs) I don't know, man. Figure it out. You're an adult. Make your own life choices. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I just wish advice ever. Hey, you're a grown ass man. Fucking figure it out. Yeah, I wish he was going like 15 or 20 picks a little bit later. It just feels like there's, I don't know, there's there's some weird inflation going on with him. Like, I think he's a very fine player. I just don't know. At the end of the year, like he might, if you were more in like the range of like a, a Razorena, I think I'd be more apt to taking him. But um, as of right now, I'm not really doing it. Hold on to your butts. I got to tell you, Kyle Tucker is someone you should keep an eye on. I'm a little skeptical. A good friend of mine who I trust a lot when it comes to baseball. He's a little concerned about a long swing, some holes in that swing. Long um, Just something to throw out there. Uh, he also wants to know about Mitch Hanniger. Remember Mitch Hanniger? We well, talked about him back from the a couple dead. episodes ago, I thought. We did. Yeah, mm-hmm. he came up. Uh, maybe. I think it might have been the Crisp uh, episode on Saturday. We were talking with baseball yep. pods. But, yeah, Mitch Hanniger, he's not done. I'm pretty, I'm pretty high on Mitch Hanniger. I feel like he is one of a handful of players where – there is such a gigantic chasm between what the projections think that he's going to do, which is hit around 30 home runs and steal a couple of bases and just be like a really nice cog in the middle of that lineup. Yeah. Um, and where you look at it, where he's drafted, I, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it, it's not commensurate to what he's actually going to give you on the field. I feel like he's kind of a forgotten player and yeah, I've been taking him a ton as like a fourth and fifth outfielder type. I, I absolutely love Handiger this year. Wow. Absolutely love. Okay. That's absolutely love. A- That's an endorsement. That's almost an insane fantasy take in itself, but uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, For me, insane fantasy take-wise, I think Jeff McNeil will win the batting title this year in the National League. Jeff McNeil. Mike, you said that last week. Did I? Yeah. Shit. (laughs) Then pick another National League player to win the batting title. I think Juan Soto is going to win the batting title. (laughs) No, I'm so glad you told me that because I – I wasn't sure if I'd actually said it or not. I don't go back and listen to our episodes. Whoa! Yeah, it was like, uh, um, I, I don't even remember who we had on, but you just like popped it in real quick. Um, Damn it. Uh, all right, let me. You, uh, you can go further about it, though, because I like the take, and we haven't talked a ton about Jeff McNeil as well. Oh, I love Jeff McNeil. I'm a huge fan. I've always been a fan. I love him with the eligibility options. He just provides so much in so many different ways. So I love Jeff McNeil all day long. But if you want an insane fantasy take, I got to deliver. You know, people want to know what I think, and I'm going to give it to them. Or maybe you don't want to know what I think, and I'm going to give it to you anyways. Hear me now, and believe me later, everybody, as I put it on the record in this moment. I say... Jose Barrios will lead the American League in quality starts. You just took my guy. Wow. Did I really? Yeah, I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about Barrios. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. This is not pre-planned. I, I'm serious. I, I, lo- I love it. Wow. My, my, okay. my take was going to be that Jose Barrios finishes as a top five starting pitcher. Insane fantasy takes. Wow. Well, well great. I, We're I in look Simpatico. at I look at kind of the guy like I don't think he's going to become what Garrett Cole is, but I'm looking at the guy who's been in the league like. 
three, four years and has made these progressions. The guy has given 200 innings the past two years besides 2020. And the guy's got the stuff. I mean, he's got an electric fastball and an amazing slider. It's just whether or not he can stay away from the walks and stay away from the home run, which he's been able to do. Ground ball guy gets out of jams. I think yes. this could be the year where it's like, hey, he's sitting at like a 3-2 ERA, 20 quality starts, 14-15 wins. Caper nine will be just fine. Be stick probably maybe a little under ten. But maybe it rises up like Garrett Cole did when you know Cole started hitting hitting the rubber to the road when he was with Houston. So uh, I I love me some Barrios. I took him as my third starting pitcher in NFBC TGFBI. I, wow. I love him as an SP three on a on a staff. Yep. Um, Natty Wood, who just said hi earlier. Uh, I can't remember what the league was. Maybe it was a tag team league. I can't remember, but he took Barrios as his SP one, and he has a lot of compelling arguments as to why he would do that. I personally, I feel like Jose Barrios is, he's like a major league baseball proxy to like Drew Brees, which is like at the, when you look at like the summation of his career, the bag is kind of light. Like, I feel like his performance doesn't line up with what our expectations of him are. I feel like he's just kind of fine. Um, But I mean, people smarter than I am are on him kind of having like this, taking this next step this year. So, I mean, I I guess you can do much worse. He's a very safe pick as, like you said, like as, as your third ace on your staff. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm digging this. I'm digging it. Was that kind of hedgy? That's not a kind of hedgy. I hate, normally I hate when people do that. They're like, well, you know, he could be good, but like, there's a path for him to be bad. But like, you, you know, like he could be good too. Like, if it, you know, if it's a value, like, okay, all right, cool. I swear to God, if I have to hear one more person say, if I have, thank you, if I have to hear one more person on a podcast say, like, well, you know, like, um, you know, he's gonna be like a hitter, like, you know, he's gonna be fine. Like, he'll get you a little bit of pop and a little bit of speed. Like, he won't, you know, he won't really kill you on average. Yeah, that's like seventy five percent of the player pool in fantasy. Like, <laughs> that's literally every player. I never want to hear that again. I never, I never want to hear that again. Yeah, he'll hit for a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. You know, won't really kill you on average. You know. <laughs> okay. All right. That wasn't shout, a hedge, though. It wasn't shout a hedge. out to Ma- shout out to Matty Wood, though. He's in my uh, TGFPI league. This could be a four-hour pod if Govier didn't have a draft at 11. Thank you, Richard. How do you know that? How does everyone know my life? God, it's the second person who, I guess, the second person is like, hey, I see you're drafting tonight. How does everyone know this? It's amazing. Yes, I have a draft at 11. Another you're a popular one. guy. People In like addition, you. Well, that's very, thank you. It's I love, you know, this is the whole experience. You know, spent a lot of time alone and not connecting with people. So now we're out in the world. We're connecting, being deary talk fantasy baseball we meet people like you and we get to learn and you know have some laughs this is a great experience and all jokes mm-hmm. aside this really is a fun and enjoyable and positive experience for us and uh, it's great to knew, to know you now and you know get to converse with you various different communication channels and people like mm-hmm. Richard Zytor and Tim Roofer, old time people still mixing in the lifestyle. I never thought I'd be a 2021 hanging out on the internet, talking with a friend of mine and a new friend of mine with some old guys that I knew in high school, like fifth grade would be on the internet asking questions. It's crazy. You never know where you'll end up in your life. This is so you're, this, you're living the like, dream truly. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm certainly I'm living some type <laughs> whoa, of, whoa, whoa. I don't know yeah, about that. I didn't say that. Yancy. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I would say, you know, it's it's a good time. Body people, gotta, body people, get Mike, this is my song. <laughs> you got to get funky. I thought, yeah, I found that one today. I was like, oh, we got to get that back in the mix. So, And I actually should have played it earlier when we were talking about the bird Big flying Blair. out of the lamp. We're talking so. about Big Blair. Yeah, this body is from people, NBA 2K7. This is how the game always started. If you ever played NBA 2K7, you would remember that. Anyways... 
Uh, where are we? Insane Fantasy Takes? What's happening? Yep. Uh, you got another one, Yancey? You want to do another one? Insane Fantasy Takes. Why are you taking that player? I Insane do have one. Fantasy. Oh, give I it do. to us. Um, I think that next year, Jose Altuve is not draftable in a standard 5x5 five five league. Like next year, like we'll be, we won't be drafting him. You'll you'll see people that are taking him like at the back end of like you know like the three hundred and fifty range. I feel like it come, it, it flies off a cliff. I feel like the playoffs were a complete mirage. I feel like this year, once we start getting fans back into the stadiums, like I feel like this is the year where like the universe puts all of its energy and like towards the bad karma that Houston should have gotten last year, but they got bailed out by the pandemic. They're going to start feeling this. I feel like that team is going to be completely dismantled. I don't think he steals anymore. I think, like I said, the power mirage that you saw during the playoffs has not come back. I think that he becomes like an afterthought in fantasy baseball drafts next year. And I also want to say, I literally just came up with this. So (laughs) (laughs) also let me head. That's the point of this. You're not supposed to put any research in it. You just find a guy and then then talk about it. And I'll say this too. I think that Austin Meadows is another player in that Cattell Marte bucket where right now we're taking him much, much later than we should have been taking him. And I think next year he's going to be back to 2019 ADP levels. We're going to be taking him like you're going to be looking at him in the third round like, oh my God, I want Austin Meadows so bad. Like that's that's going to happen again. 35 home runs, 10 stolen bases. He's going to bat like 290. Rays are going to be lit again. Um, Yeah. Austin Meadows. Enjoy the value. Upswing. Altuve on the downswing. You're gonna yeah, be like, ooh, I don't want to draft Altuve. I'd rather draft Starlin Castro. That's that's gonna happen next year. Yeah, why 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 take why take Jose Altuve when I can just get Jonathan Scope 20 picks later? That's what you're gonna say at some point next year. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna I'm say I'm proud that. of this. I'm really proud hey, of this. You you can be proud of all you want, but there's no way Jose Altuve <laughs> You're implying with your reasoning that Jose Altuve is gonna have a shitty 2021 because that's gonna lower his stock next year. So I don't Absolutely. see that happening. I see a good year in the cards for them. The Astros should be a pretty good offensive team. And he's not done yet. He's 32. He's got life left in his... I don't know if he'll steal bases anymore, but he could still hit. So I disagree. It's a fa- it's an insane fantasy take. That's as insane as you get. I love it. Insane fantasy takes. I have respect it. I don't agree with it, but I fucking insane respect it all. Time. So that's all you need to know. All right, Deary, uh, you got one more? You want to do one more? You want to hear about Matt Chapman or Charlie Blackman? Blackman. Blackman. Oh, okay. Charlie Blackman steals double-digit bases this year. Insane mm. fantasy takes. It hasn't double- happened in a couple of years. It's been three years. The Rockies. Yeah, he's now 35 years older. He will be 35 this year. Uh, I think Charlie Blackman's going a little undervalued. I think he's going to bat 300 like he always does. Colorado is going to be struggling for some offense. I think they have a nice top of the lineup with Story, Tapia, and you know Blackman as well. And I think they're going to be moving on the bases to get something going, especially with Arenado gone. So I think he gets a return to running a little bit. And I'm going to say he steals 10 bases. I like this a lot. I dig As it. somebody that has a ton of Charlie Blackman, I, I, he's just like one of the safest players he can draft in the top 100. He's just... It's so easy, but like... The thing with the thing with steals is it is 100% about intent, right? Some of your conventional year-to-year stolen base leaders, like these are guys that are like in the 30 to 40th percentile in sprint speed. It's not a speed thing; it's an intent thing. And you know yeah. what? Real quick, I know we're running super long. My wife is hella pissed, but is she? Uh, Malika, we're sorry. No, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, 
I, I will say this, like Mike Trout, everybody's like, oh, you can't take Mike Trout in the top 10. And I, I really haven't been doing either. I'm not saying that people are wrong. I think that Mike Trout could literally just flip a switch and decide that he wants to steal bases again. Yes. And Mike Trout could literally he hit steal 45 home runs and, and steal 30 bases. And we're all going to have egg on our face for passing, like, you know, the 10 or 11 people around that pass on him. He could just decide to steal bases again this year. And that would just, I'm, I don't have a reason for saying that it could happen other than like, it's literally just the flip of a switch. Like somebody mentally decides that they want to steal bases this year. Well, he's still done it. He just didn't do it last year. Recencybias.com. I don't, the Mike Trout hate is ridiculous. It's so over the top. And I know Dave McDonald is one of the biggest offenders of this. I love you, Dave. You're one of our Midwestern Rust Belt bros, but you're over the top on the Trout take. It's just not accurate. So we'll find out though. I'm with Yancey on this. I, I think that is something to look forward to. And I like the take about Blackman, Yuri. That's fun. Let's see what happens. Well, it's also because I just drafted him about an hour and a half ago, so. (laughs) Insane fantasy take. We've got an insane fantasy take from the crowd here. The community's chiming in. Tim Roofer says, insane fantasy take. Miguel Cabrera hits over 20 home runs, exclamation point. I'm going to ride the pine on that one. Why are you going to take the wind out of his sails? Well, he only needs what thirteen to get to five hundred, I believe. So just just get to there. Just hit fifteen, get to your five hundred, and, and call it a day. What about three thousand hits? Uh, how far is he away from that? One hundred fifty. Four hundred. One hundred fifty. Oh, is that close now? Shit. No, he's like four hundred and fifty away from two thousand RBIs. Oh, RBIs. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he's about one hundred fifty from uh from. 3,000 hits. So I think that'll happen next year. 2022. Okay. Yeah. 150 hits would be a tall order at his age right now. He currently has 2,866 hits. Yes. 144 hits remaining. And that will not happen this year. Last time he had 144 hits in a season. Anybody want to guess? 2013. 2016. Yeah. He had 188 hits. He had 188 hits in 2016. So he had a... 316 average. He has a career 13, 313 hitter. So he's, that's why I want him to retire. <laughs> like he's going to turn into pool holes where that average just keeps dropping. I know pool holes is just dipped below 300, no. which is insane yeah. to think about how good Sucks. he was. Tragedy. That's, he's a 300 hitter. You think about <laughs> JFK. You think about, you know, what having Eric Clapton's kid. I mean, this is a fucking tragedy. The Challenger know? explosion. Think, yeah, the Challenger explosion. Yeah. Bink, is... Binkler being given away. 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oh my, we're, we're, we're walking on dangerous ground here. We're going to pull it back here and we're going to move forward because sarcasm is just supposed to be fun and innocent and silly. We're a show about baseball, fantasy baseball. We're talking with Yancey Eaton. And Yancey is a genius on many different levels, some we may never even know about, which is, it's really hard to extrapolate that. Uh, we want to give a shout out to his lovely wife, Malika. She's awesome. She's cool. Hope to meet her someday. Cool. Maybe we'll see her in real life, you know? <laughs> Maybe we'll raise a glass and say, hello, Malika. Thank you for inviting us to Florida. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to a spring training game. We used to go to Lakeland. That was fun for us. We loved going to Lakeland for the Tigers games. We Lakeland's went once nice. and it was cold. And it sucked. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, he's right. The one time we went together, yeah, it was cold and it was shitty. Yeah, it was really cold. Like you're saying that like it's like my fault. You're looking at me like it was <laughs> shitty. No, no, like, it's it's, you. like <laughs> I've been to Lakeland three times. Yeah, three times, and 
That was a cold one, yeah. But Andy Van Slyke threw us that ball. That was nice of him. Thanks, Andy. Who's got that ball? You still got that ball? I had it in a bag somewhere. I think I still got it. It didn't have anything on it to identify it as a ball. It just looks like a dirty baseball, so I don't know if we can really know <laughs> what ball it is home, anymore. You a home run that day, Mike Hesman. Did he? No shit. Yeah. Fucking A. That's awesome. Wow. Well, we haven't even got to it. How about we play the best game in town, the funnest game there ever was, the most exciting darn thing you ever done seen. It's called Shot or Ride the Pine. What do you say, Yancy? In or out? Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Shine or ride the pine on Shine or ride the pine? Shine. Yay! All right. <laughs> yes. <We're in> business. <laughs> your, your reactions are like the best. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. All right, we're in business. This is going to be fun. We'll find out what Yancy thinks. We'll get him on the record. No mistakes, no errors, no letdowns. This is full bore. We are giving it to you with everything we got. Don't forget, we're part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network, which is part of rotofanatic.com. And you can go to the website and play with the data monster. If you hear any predictions, about our expectations on the projections we share with you in this segment, go to rotofanatic.com, type it into the old data monster and see what comes out. See if you find some stats that intrigue you and maybe raise your expectations on certain player projections. Today, we're going to use Stomper. I think we used Carms last time. I like to use Steve. Paulo, shout out to Steve, our guy. He's one of our favorites. Stomperprojections.com. He's in my TGFBI league, by the way. We got a Intense rivalry going on. Chris Towers also in my TGFBI league. Some some big hitters. Andy Barons, he's uh, from Yahoo. There's a lot of guys that know their stuff. So uh, Steve drafted a San Francisco Giant today. And if you've listened to Steve on the show ever, he's not a fan of the Giants. He's an Oakland A's guy, big time. But he showed that you can't let fandom dominate your purview. You Brandon gotta take Belt the guy. In the eighth round. Yeah, Brandon Belt off the board in round eight. Steve Paulo, how could you? Sorry, this shocking. is not an OBP league, Steve. <laughs> uh, he took a, what's his face, Stremsky. So yeah. he didn't like it, but he knows a winner's a winner, and that's how it goes. Okay, so you know how the game is played, right, Yancy? You've heard this before? Mm-hmm. Yay, cool. I'm going to give you a projection, and you're going to say shine or ride the pen. It's just that's that good. easy. I'm hoping to avoid any repeats. I've been working really hard to kind of keep track recently, so I'm hoping that this will make sense, but... Hey, we'll find out. Mike Moustakis, he's a Cincinnati Red. He plays first and second base, depending on your league format. We expect Mike Moustakis to give us 29 or more home runs this year, Yancey. Shine or ride the pine? 29. Uh, I'll shine. I'll shine. I think he has that in him. I, I mean, it's that's a very, very close over-under. I think I would have him literally at like 28 or 29, but I'll, I'll, I'll shine that. I think Moustakis has a pretty big year. I think that whole Reds offense kind of like, like takes a step. Like they were kind of disappointing last year, and everybody was loading up on them and Cassianos for MVP and all this stuff. Like I, you know, like oh, remember that? Yeah, that was a thing. Like people put American dollars on that. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shine that, but just barely. I wouldn't go crazy on it. Deary, twenty nine or more bombs. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a shine. I have him over thirty. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna ride the pine on that. I just don't trust him anymore, but I still like the Reds offense. Tim Ruber, still check it in. Love that Tim's being part of the show today. You guys can interact with the show in real time and watch our live streams on YouTube or our Twitter page, at Palazzo Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z's, or you can do it on our Facebook Live page where our Facebook page is. We have a Facebook page. Check it out. Utah, give me two. Facebook.com slash Palazzo Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z's. Mike, do you still have your Tiger ticket from the last game at Tiger Stadium? I do believe I have that, Tim. 
Yes, me and Tim were at that game together with a big crew of people. It was awesome. The last game at Tiger Stadium. That came up uh, with Chris on last weekend's show. We talked about the final game at Yankee Stadium. So, yes, I still have my ticket, Tim, and I cherish that as one of the finest sporting events I ever got to witness in person. Teoscar Hernandez, Toronto Blue Jays outfielder, Yancey. Can we expect Teoscar? <laughs> okay. Will he walk twice? What do you think, Deary? What's the line? <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Let me, let me. I thought it was like Jeopardy. No, you just I, don't I, I, just I want to do this too. Uh, I'm going to ride the pine as well. Okay. What is uh, it? I'm going to shine it. I was going to ask eight or more steals. Hmm. All right. So, I mean, I didn't think you were going to go the steals route. Eight is kind of low. That's um, projection from Steve Paulo, stomperprojections.com. I will. I will say this. I was. I, I remember seeing a tweet from Rob Silver, who is a known Canadian person, and he was talking about how he just thinks when you look at the construction of Toronto's lineup, he thinks that he's going to take the under on stolen bases and projections uh, for basically the entire lineup when it comes to stealing, just because there are so many amazing hitters in that lineup that they don't have to run into outs on the base pass, and he just mm-hmm. thinks that they're just not going to run. So I'm going to ride the pine on that. Like I initially said, preemptively rudely cutting you off. Um, but I'll stand by it just barely. I think he gets six or seven and it's just, it's not that he's, you know, a, a dog shit player. It's just that he's not going to have to, they're not going to have to fabricate runs in that type of way. As I That's a phone. very logical, rational yeah. argument. Dear, are you going to stay with your ride the pine on that? I am going to. Uh, I'm going to back up everything Yancey said. I just don't think that lineup is going to need to run so much because they're just going to have big boppers everywhere. So I would take the under on almost all those guys stolen bases. Oh, my God. Bopper. Hello, baby. The big bopper speaking. We talked about boppers this morning on the Fantasy Pros Baseball Podcast. That's so funny. <laughs> Dan Harris is calling them boppers, and we just started talking about the big bopper. So. Big bopper. Two for Tuesday on a Wednesday with the big bopper. Hello, baby. Chantilly lace and a pretty face. Blah, 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 blah. Jared Walsh of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He's a first baseman. He kind of came on the scene with a little bit of heat last year. Mm -hmm. So do you think we can expect... 25 or more home runs this year from Jared Walsh, Yancey Eaton. Shine around the pine. I'm going to ride the pine on that. That's a little too rich. However, I think he's a very, very good player. And I think if uh, the projections are a little lower on his batting average, and I think, but I mean, when he came up, he just looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. Um, I, I do think he's a fantastic hitter. I think he's going to hit over 20, but I don't know if I would go up to 25, but I think he's going to actually be a surprising source of batting average late in your drafts. I, I have him in a couple of leagues. One particularly, like he fell like 80, 80, uh, picks passes ADP and like I literally had to like go to like Rotowire and like double check like did this guy get hurt like what's the news here did they trade him or something but um, I think he's going to be a fantastic source of batting average Leighton um, I-, I want more shares of him than I have so I'll ride the Hell pine yeah. or I'll I'll shine I will sh- no I no, will ride the, the pine. pine but you still like him yeah I'm, I'm being I'm being nice about it but yeah just just a little under 25 that's a little too rich but yeah I'm riding the pine on that I'm going to ride the pine on that. Deary, what about you? 25 or more home runs? I'm also going to ride the pine, but I like the player. And I'm also a little confused by some of the projections. Uh, a lot of people don't think he's going to get 500 bats. I think he gets 500 bats. There's no competition there at first base. Albert Poole is going to retire after several weeks. 
<laughs> and I also agree with Yancey. I, no, it's I don't his like, final season. So I don't, he's made it official, right? So he's going to do like yeah, the farewell he'll, he'll sitting go around, do the cream of Dolger Bar. They'll give him a motorcycle at every place he goes to or something like that. But yeah, and, and I also think he's going to give you a lot better batting average than a lot of projections. I mean, 293 and 108 at bats last year through the minors, you know, he was batting closer to a 275, you know, 290, you know, back in, in, in A ball with a 430 plate appearances. So I think he has more plate appearances, but I am going to ride the pine. I think he's a great guy to look at in Dynasty because I think he projects out to being a 35 plus home run guy. How about that? I like that. All right. And he will get the opportunity. There's no doubt about it. Um, the guy over at the Athletic. The Angels beat reporter at The Athletic. Fabian's his first name. I don't know his last name. But he was on Fantasy 15 with Al Melchior and Derek Van Riper talking about Jared Walsh is getting all the opportunity. He's their focus at first base now. So I trust that. That is rock-solid info, in my opinion. Herman Marquez plays for the Rockies. People get really depressed because he plays for the Rockies. But can we expect Herman Marquez to have a... 5.08 or lower ERA this year, Yancey. Much lower. Much lower. Even um, though he plays at, uh, what's it called? Coors Field? I mean, Two if you look. The no. beer. Here I'm thinking, he really doesn't remember what the name of where the Coors, Rockies play, but no, he's just making a drop. <laughs> no, he's he stalling for the drop. <laughs> I've been waiting for the Coors. We haven't had a chance to talk Coors much, so that was an exciting moment for me. I'm really happy we got Sam Elliott in the show. So. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. He he nestles in somewhere. Nestles. There's a good word. Nestles somewhere in between like a four or five to like a four seven five. Um, I'm not the first person to say this. Uh, shout out to Draft Cheat and Matty Wood. Um, if, if he gets traded, he instantly becomes like a top fifteen pitcher. He he will be drafted in the range of like a Zach Plesac type of thing. That's how much he's going to jump. He's a very very good pitcher. Um, but I think if you look historically at his splits, he does not get completely destroyed at Coors Field like a lot of people assume that he does. So even if you're, you know, everybody always says this. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> at least you're not doing the small sample o- alarm. Like you're, you're really going hard on that earlier. Yeah. I mean, there were some episodes like I could feel the PS, like PTSD, like through your guests, like it, just <laughs> over and over and over. Um, long story short, I, I, I don't, I don't think that whenever people say, oh, you, you know, you can only use them half the starts. I don't think that's accurate. I think against some of the worser offenses that you're going to see, you know, coming into course field, you can still start him. He's, you know, still gets strikeouts. And like I said, in the event that he gets traded, which Colorado is a awful organization and they should have traded him <laughs> during the off season, but they haven't. But in the event that he does get traded, um, I want some, I want, I want to have a couple of him just in case I'm not building rosters around him, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I think he, he's somewhere around a four, five to four, seven, five, and he's going to be a very, very serviceable, usable starter. Beautiful. I'm going to shine this all day. I know he will beat that ERA. What about you, Deary? 508? Yeah, it's a shine. 2017 at home, 459 at, at, at home. 2018, 4.74. 19 was over six. And I didn't look at last year, but we throw out last year. I think he's a great pitcher. Like, I really do. And here's here's my take. Him and Trevor Story get traded to the Yankees midseason. Oh, wow. Okay, that is an insane fantasy take. That's what that is. So, insane fantasy take. I will say it feels like the Yankees have like a trade waiting. Like, there's something that's going to have to happen there. They're going to yeah. need gonna... some starting pitching desperately. I yeah, mean, you, like, can't, you can't go with a bunch of guys that are coming back from Tommy John. 
Yeah, like oh. they're going to move Talkman or they're going to move Frazier or like something's going to happen. Like the back end of that rotation is not Yankees-esque. And it looks like they, I feel like they kind of like overshot or like miscalculated what the market was as far as starting pitchers go. Of course, I say this in like in two days, Jake Odorizzi is going to sign with the Yankees all of a sudden. But like it, it does feel like there's a move coming or multiple moves coming with the Yankees. I know Alex Chamber would love to see Talkman get moved. Free Mike Talkman, right, Alex? Shout out to our guy, Alex. We love him. He's funny, and he's shirtless, and he's sexy, but he's also very smart. Jorge Polanco of the Minnesota Twins. I love Jorge Polanco. Looks like he might be moving over to second base this year, though, with Andrelton Simmons in the house. 308 or better batting average this year. Shine or ride the pine, Yancey? 308. I'm going to ride the pine on that just because it's so hard to project players to get over 300. I, I, I almost always take the under on this. So I think he's a fine player. I think he's going to be close to it. He's going to be a batting average asset. I don't know what yeah. the power is going to look like with him. Um, he's just a remarkable... You you never get like, hey, nice pick in the in the draft chat whenever you take him. But um, oh. yeah, he's going to help you in batting average, but I'm not... I'm not... I'm going to ride the pine on that. There's no way he hits 308. Dewey! Yeah, 308 is... That's that's steep. I think he hangs kind of more of like a 285, 290 top. So I'll, I'll ride the pine. I'm going to shine this one. I love Polanco's bat, and I think if he's going to take it to another level this year, then 308, that's in play. I think he can get 310 or better this year. He's a really good hitter. I trust in that. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't focus so much on the steals. That won't really be a part of his game. But I think this guy can hit. I really do. So I'm going to – a little risky, I admit. This is a bold progression as it is, like taking the chance on this kind of projection to be progressively better than he's really been in his career is it's an insane fantasy take, but fuck it. Well, I think he's one of the guys you, (laughs) I think he's one of the guys that like, if he's going to bat over 300, it's similar to like a DJ LeMahieu where you throw out the stat cast of barrel percentage and hard hit rate. Cause he does not hit the ball hard and his barrels are garbage, but so is DJ LeMahieu's (laughs) and he's a batting title champ. Garbage. Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates offense was anemic, to say the least, last year. And now they say it's even worse. Josh Bell is gone. It's getting tough there. Not a lot of options. But can Brian Reynolds bounce back and hit 273 or better this season, Yancey? Mm, man, he was really bad last year. Um, 273? I'm going to ride the yeah. pine on that, too. I want to believe, and I, I know a lot of people have said that like a, a big bounce back is coming, and if you look at his expected stats, he should have done much better than he did. But like you said, I mean, just the lineup around him is even worse than it was last year, and you're going to see some parts move, like uh, Newman's going to be traded, and uh, they might ship off Colin Moran for whatever they can get for him. Like, So it's going to get progressively worse for him. Of course, there is a chance that he gets traded, too, and he maybe he moves into a, a better situation than he's in now, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll ride the pine on that. I I would be thrilled if he's just a league average hitter at, you know, around 255, 260, but uh, 270, no, I, I don't think he gets that high. Deary. So the one thing you know you can control when you play for a shitty team is you can still have a good batting average and you can still hit home runs. You may not knock anyone in or score runs, but you can hit for batting average. He did it all the way through the minors. Did it in 2019 through 546 plate appearances. I'll shine it. I'm going to shine it too. I love his bat and his skills, and I think he can easily hit 273 or better. I really do. Do you guys think you're better than me or something? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we're predicting things. If you Disagreement say something, is it's good, wrong. Nancy. If you say something, it's wrong. If we say something, it's right. Maybe you're not aware of this predicament, but that's just how life works. So take a seat, son. 
What do you think of that? Was that pretty good or what? No comment? Yeah. Yeah. No no, no comment. I was trying to intimidate you. Be, was that badass or what? Stop bullying Yancey. Michael, oh! your, your facial mannerisms are so underrated. Underrated? You are one of the most... Oh. You're one of the most gifable people. If people were just sitting here making gifts of you, like an Alex Sass or Nick Pollock, like they do like in-game with pictures, just gif your facial expressions. <laughs> like, I really think there's like a cottage industry that we could support just putting, sticking your face on stuff and making gifts. Well, you know, it's been done before. It was done on a, uh, a Facebook group that we had where a friend of mine took this picture of me from like eight years ago and just this face. I don't know. It was everywhere. It drove me nuts. It was pretty... <laughs> It was kind of exhausting, I will say that. But it was a stupid face, but I didn't mean it to be, and it just kind of took on a life of its own. So I guess mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's go for it. Go for it. We're talking Shine and Ride the Pine here with Yancey Eaton and my co-host Chris Deary. I'm Michael Govier. It's the Hey, it's Rico Plaza Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Andrew Benintendi. We talked about him earlier. He came up in the conversation when we were talking about players that might be better in a new location. And I think Yancey said, it's no guarantee that Benintendi will be better. So, mm-hmm. I assume you're going to ride the pine on this. Andrew Benintendi, 68 runs scored or more. 68 is pretty low. Um, 68, man. By the way, guys, like I don't have a, I don't have like a show rundown. Like he's given this to me cold, so I don't know what the projections look like. I don't know where this is. Ooh, it's on StopForProjections.com. You could look at it right now, exactly <laughs> the same way I can. No, it's actually, a real I website. You, I told you this before. I'm recording in the garage. Like bandwidth is limited. At is, is like I'm not pulling up multiple tabs and stuff. Okay, like this whole thing is hanging by a thread. So I'm okay. literally pulling it from this gigantic brain of mine. So give it to us. Um, Sixty-eight runs or more. I will shine that. I think he scores at least 68 runs. That's a very, very low total. I'm going to shine it too. Deer, you want to join us? Yeah, it's a shine. He's going to bat near the top of the lineup of a kind of sneaky good Royals offense, I believe, this year. So it's a shine for me. It is a fun offense. The Royals are a fun team. They've really jumped up in my standings of fun teams again. I can't wait to watch the Royals play, even though they're in our division. But we have nothing to play for as Tigers fans, so fuck it. Let's enjoy the Royals. Joe Musgrove. He's in San Diego now. San Diego. People are really excited. His ADP has skyrocketed since that trade. Took him out of Pittsburgh. In 2021, can we expect Joe Musgrove, of all people, to give us... Ah, boy, is this... Yeah, I'll go with it. Okay. Can we expect him to give us 152 innings pitched or more? 152 innings pitched or more? I'm going to ride the pine on that. Um... Just because I'm, I'm so skeptical of what usage is going to look like for basically everybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think these projections, and this isn't a shot at, at anybody or Steve Paulo or anybody like that. Um, I, I just don't think that we're accurately accounting for um, what usage is going to look like, and also the fact that like we still actively have a COVID pandemic. So, just there's so much variability that you can throw into this. Like, there's a possibility that Joe Musgrove gets COVID. You know, I, I obviously I don't wish that on him, but like we're still actively dealing with this. So we don't even know, like we could end up with less games. We're not guaranteed to have a 162 game season in 152 mm-hmm. innings. That's a, that's a great season for any starting pitcher. So I'll ride the pine on that. And as a general rule, like guys, like don't, don't overestimate what certain starting pitchers are going to like what they're going to pitch. I, I keep seeing this where it's like, well, listen guys, you know, like with innings, like you really need like those, those bulldogs, those workhorses that are going to give you 200 innings. Cause the veterans they are going to give you 200 innings, you know? And it's like, well, 
you don't know that what the 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 best veteran could could literally get covid guys we're still dealing with this stop acting like it's over he says in florida as no one around him is wearing a freaking mask like <laughs> yeah long story short i'll ride the pine on that <laughs> that is powerful okay all right yeah that was a reality check wasn't it what do you say here? There's no real. It's it's hilarious because there's no real answers to this. Because just last week we were talking about go after those bulldogs that you know can get 200 innings. There's going to be a handful of guys. But Yancey's right. I mean, we truly have no idea. But I'm also not going to live in a world of fear anymore. So I'm going to say it's going to happen. We're going to play 162 games. Joe Musgrove starts 32 games, throws 175 innings. I'm going to shine it. Wow. Okay, that's living life so that, on the edge. So that was our that was our problem the last year. We've just been living in fear, guys. If we just stop <laughs> being afraid of it, COVID would just go away. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Trust me, that's not what I'm saying at all. Listen, I refuse to live in fear. Okay. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm not. I'm, that's a mischaracterization of what you're saying. I know. I'm just oh, trying to be funny. Yeah, I just want baseball to happen. I want a full season, no COVID, nothing. Take I'm all the precautions, the please. I'm with you. I hear you, my friend, but I'm riding the pine on that. No no way Musgrove can crack 150 IP this year. He just, no, it, it would blow my mind. I would love to see it, but I do not expect it. So prove me wrong, Joe. Uh, hmm. Those are the hardest pro- pro- projections to to go over or under on as innings pitched. We, I think we have one every segment. It's, it's so hard. Yes, I agree. I concur. Yeah. Gary Sanchez, a catcher for the New York Yankees. Gary Sanchez. 200 strikeouts. Will he hit 195 (laughs) or better this year? 195. That's the projection. Um, Steve Paulo has as of today. 195 or better for Gary Sanchez. I think he was fundamentally broken last year. Um, It was literally about as bad as he can possibly get. I still want to believe... Um, he can be the most prodigious power hitting catcher in the game, even better than, you know, real Muto. Like that's not even like, that's not a thing. Like, yes, he can do that. I think we saw the absolute worst that we will ever see from him from a batting average standpoint. And it was really, really bad. Um, but I, I have to think he was working on things that, you know, the team was working on things with him. We've seen this before. We've seen we've seen what a good season from Gary Sanchez looks like, and I I, I just have to think that it's better than 195. There's there's no way. And also, I I think with, with what's his name about uh, Higashioka with him batting yeah. behind him, I think they're going to kind of pick his spots a little bit more. Maybe he gets a little less playing time, and in in the end, like his batting average looks a little bit better. And that's actually better for fantasy owners because he's kind of put in better spots. I'll, I'll, I'll say better than 195. I'm not saying he's going to bat 270 or anything like that, but I think you're going to have a ton of power from him. You're going to be happy with where you drafted him, and you know maybe he's a 220, 230 type hitter. Woohoo, dearie! I want to see 2017 Gary Sanchez again. 278, 33 home runs, 79 runs, 90 RBIs. He only struck out 22% of the time. It's been just all downhill since then, but I don't think he gets 500 bats. I, th- I think they kind of pull him back a little bit, and if he bats under 200, I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the Yankees, which is unfortunate with me being married to a diehard Yankees fan. So I say he bats about 220, 230, which would be just fine. Keep him in the lineup, uh, but he's got he's to improve some of those catching skills as well, or else he's not going to be playing for the Bronx Bombers. But I will shine the 196. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shine this all day. Shine everything Gary Sanchez. Give me all the Gary Sanchez. I want it now. He's going to kill it this year. He's a great hitter in terms of power. 
yes, he's not a batting average stud, but he can crush the ball, and he plays in a park that loves balls to be crushed there. He's going to hit 30 home runs this year, no problem, and it's going to be all good. Don't you No worry. problem. No problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. no problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's money in what the is, bank, my friend. What does Paulo have for uh, home runs for Gary? 20. Nope. No. Amateur hour. I'll blow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. There it is. Shot or ride the pine. Oh, my gosh. What a show. What a, I can't believe it. We have been, you know, it doesn't always happen this way, but just had a great conversation with you and time actually did fly by like this ridiculous rate it wasn't i can feel painful. god in this podcast i don't know if there is a god but if there is Tebow's sure, left hand why not? come on Tebow's left hand <laughs> Tebow, everybody Tebow. uh we got to get in a quick question before you go though this one's from your old pal you know him well maybe you don't uh <laughs> brian rudd do you know brian rudd yeah, we're friends. Absolutely. Okay. See, I didn't know if you actually knew each other. Outside mm-hmm. of Glass now or Yarborough, which two Tampa starting pitchers return the most value this season? Uh, this is an awful question and it's hellaciously unfair. Um, yeah, I bet. So let's break down the definition of value, right? Value doesn't mean who who scored the most points or had the biggest impact on my team. It's who had the biggest impact relative to what I paid for them, right? Uh I'm going to go a little off the board right here. Um, I don't think it's going to be Luis Patino. I don't think it's going to be Rich Hill. I ultimately, I think like he's going to be a three or four inning guy and you're, you're going to see him in and out of the lineup and, you know, aisle yeah. stints galore kind of thing. I don't think he's going to pitch enough to have you know too much of an impact. I'm going to go with like what I've uh, pitcher I've been taking in the 49th and 50th round of a bunch of uh, NPCs. And that is Shane McClanahan. He is yeah. a prospect. He debuted in the playoffs last year. He is left-handed. He throws absolute gas from the left-hand side. He has three developed pitches. Um, this is one of those things where, like, I feel if you have him, if you have the space to stash him on your roster before he actually gets called up and you can save a bunch of fab, I think that there is an immense upside there for him to be an extremely usable starting pitcher. And like I said, from a value standpoint, he's literally going in, like, the 500s or 600s in AP. I haven't checked it in a while, but he's free. If you want him, all you have to do is just take him. He's there for you. This is a top yes. prospect. This is a very, very good pitching arm. So, yeah, go get your Shane McClanahan. Do not draft him in 12-teamers. Don't draft him in a, you know, like a in a 23-round league or a 30-round, you know, standard TGFBI league kind of thing. It's not that type of move. But in a much, much deeper league, keep an eye out on him, and uh, I think he's going to return a ton of value. I love it. I love it so much. I have him in my score sheet league as one of my minor league keepers this year. I can't wait for him to bloom and blossom. Love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great call. Shane McClanahan. You're a great call. Well, we're all great calls. All three of us. (laughs) We're great calls. There it is. That's that's a question of the night, and there was a perfect question for you, a Tampa Bay question. Go out on top. There it is. Yancey Eaton. We have completed a show. The podcast is fiend. Done. In the can. It's over. We covered a lot of ground here, and we hope you enjoyed it. Nancy, any final words? Um, wear a mask. Uh, be kind to other people. Uh, I will also say, uh, my wife makes me say this to justify me spending time doing these podcasts. Uh, we are both realtors in Southwest Florida, and we oh, can she's help you buy too. and sell. Wow. Yeah, we work together. Um, yeah, she's the eye. Do you not listen to the podcast, Mike? Yeah, you were here, Mike. Yeah, he works with his wife. They run their own like company. I did hear that part, but I didn't. I don't know if she was the realtor, just like a, you know, 
did admin bullshit. You know, I don't oh. know. What if I'm the admin bullshit and she does it all? Well, no, you're a realtor. You told me that. I know you're Stereotyping. Mike, Mike, you're, Stereotyping. Mike, you're, Mike, your sexist is showing. Mike. That's bullshit. <laughs> we never got a fucking title on her. I don't know. You gotta pick it up, man. Yeah. It's a bunch of Other trash. Than that, I, I, I just have one more question. Uh, I was going to say also, regardless of where you guys live, if it's not in Florida, if you guys are looking for a realtor, uh, my wife and I, that's something that we also do. We help refer people out. It helps us. It helps you. It takes a lot of the work out of your hands. Again, I'm contractually obligated as I sleep in the same bed with her to say that. So just keep that in mind. Do you mind. know Steve Laskowski? Oh, uh, I don't. He sounds like a great guy, though. He is. He's a good friend of ours. He's a realtor here. You in should Michigan. <laughs> yeah. In Ann Arbor. <laughs> he, sounds, he sounds amazing. He sounds like I'm a good guy. You guys would get along to well. you. Yeah. We got to refer. Yes. All jokes aside, like that's the type of connections that I need. So yeah, we'll talk off air. <laughs> great. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's no bullshit. He's one of the best men that I've ever known. Other than that, very quickly, I know we've run super long, and thank you guys for having me on. Um, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you know, I listen to everything. And like this, this podcast that you guys have right here is very, very special. It's a, it's a lightning rod to the industry. You guys are creative. You're fun. Your, your voices are different, and they play off of each other. Which it sounds like I'm making a joke. I'm not. I listen to so many podcasts where I can't tell who is saying what. Everything that you guys are doing, I love it. I'm totally behind it. Like, I'm literally obsessed with this podcast. I listen to every single thing that you guys put out. So, like, you know, Deary, Govier, like, super proud of you guys. Thank you for having me on. I, I wanted to come on sooner. I know I, I kind of gave you the, you know, I, I got to see what my February looks like. But in all seriousness, I hope you guys win the whole freaking podcast challenge or whatever it is. And I know I'm not supposed to say that, but, um, you know, being on the selection committee, but you, you guys are like a, a dark horse. It's like you guys and like there's like a handful of other independent podcasts that have come out that just like it's just must listen to every single week. And I, I really genuinely appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. That's beautiful. Very well said. I, I'm i going to get emotional here. I'm going to try to. He's gonna he's gonna play a drop is what he's gonna do. <laughs> I could have, yeah, but I. Won't, oh, I thought that's so. what you're doing. Okay, no. Oh, I just, I right. Thank you. Really Very appreciative, Nancy. And the baseball pods tournament, yeah, still going on too. By the way, if you, whenever you're listening to this, or I know this is streaming out. If you haven't voted today, you see this right now. Go at baseball pods on Twitter. Vote for today's round two showdown. There's hour and a half. It goes till midnight. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this after the fact, vote for us on Thursday. We're going up against Bubba and Batflip Crazy Thursday. So we'll see what happens. I don't, we got it's no like shot. the second round of Survivor Series, and we're Doink the Clown, and we're going against <laughs> the Hulkamania. We're going against Ultimate Warrior or something. We're, we're huge underdogs. Give both yes. of our pods a listen. That's all That's all we care about. Yeah, yep. that's, all, that's all we care about. And, Yancey, we, I want to let you know that we really, really appreciate you've been very kind to us promoting us and sharing us with other people who may not have heard of us so that means a lot really means a lot to me it means a lot we to appreciate Deary. it we thank you for that uh deary c deary 1999 on twitter you got those uh explanations coming out yet or what <laughs> i'm working on it man i've been really busy unfortunately oh um, real life yes yeah real life but uh I, yeah i gotta catch up on my twitter and start throwing some stuff out there but uh hopefully this weekend my wife also just got back from vacation so i'm looking forward to spending some time with her sorry honey this went two hours and 20 minutes <laughs> i'm michael govier and uh you can catch me on mj govier on twitter gov is in victor ier palazzo podcast Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Palazzo Podcast at protonmail.com. I was on the Fantasy Pros Podcast. Go check that out with Dan Harris and Joe 
Piece of Pia. Love both those guys. Very cool people. Friend of Yancey, too. Check that out, the Fantasy Pros. I'll be on the Roto Brits, and then I'll be, me and Deary will be on the Triple Play podcast with Mendy, Lil Cheesecake, and Doc. So we're going to be out and about. Catch those shows. Enjoy everything you hear. We always appreciate the time. Godspeed, everybody. Insane Fantasy Takes. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.